<laughs> well, well, well. Oh, oh, if it isn't a are we are we stable enough, King? We're actually kind of having a lot of fun at your expense. There, <laughs> actually, right in the, in the middle of recording. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. I, I didn't know you could join when when we're yeah, recording. For either, it's like magic right now. <laughs> you yeah. are we, are right we now? are literally recording right now. <laughs> Do you see like oh, do you man. see like the waveforms oh, and stuff? What a cool what a yeah, good party. I see his okay. waveforms. Okay. Yes. King, yes, hit I us do. with those I links. Alright. <laughs> Baby. Oh man. What a good time for me to come on. Because this is my favorite part of every week. Welcome to another episode of Anime Plummet, where we're here to plummet the reviews of our worst animes of the season. I mean, all the animes. I mean, <laughs> some of the animes of the season that we watched. Today, I'm joined by my ghastly gang of uh, good doers. Minus ghastly gang of ghouls Whoa. uh yeah no uh we're we're slightly we're having some technical difficulty but we're still forging ahead uh so we're missing king right this second but uh, uh we're gonna edit him in afterwards using the magic of editing so hi king how are you hey doing great guys doing great uh you know, it's Mike. I'll tell you what. I'm feeling a little dry today because it is January, and I am partaking in the dry January. Does that mean you're you're exactly. off the 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 green as well? <laughs> no, I'm, okay, not, okay. I'm not an insane person. Actually, I'm. I just I'm, wanted I'm, to. I'm, I'm so, I, I didn't want to give up. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the general understanding is for people who smoke pot and drink um, is that you just give up one, okay. and then <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to see if you were trying to balance out your tolerances to both as well. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Got to get because, something um, for the day. Well, you know, just <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much, Mike. That sounds worse than it is, but uh, no. So just embracing the green this month and and having some fun and everything. But otherwise, stoked to talk about some seasonals. That's great. All right. Uh, king. <laughs> Classic king. Classic uh, king. <laughs> very good. Uh, and next up, I have Gizmo. Gizmo, how are you, sir? Hello. I'm great. I can't Excellent. complain. <laughs> good. And then uh, finally, last, but most certainly not east, certainly not on the last coast, but the best coast, it's Ed. Yo, what's up? Hello, Edward. How are you? I'm doing all right. That's good. So, with all that today, we're going to be, as we mentioned, we're doing our fall review. I do have a bit of a question before we get any further. What is your anime New Year's resolution for 2024? Absolutely. Mine is going to be, I want to watch Panty and Stocking for the first time ever this year. I watched one episode last year and was like, 
this is great. I want to watch the rest. And then I didn't, you know, that's kind of how things happen. Um, so that the panty stocking is the goal. I know the new season is supposed to be coming out this year, next year. I'm not really sure. I forget, but uh, I want to be up to date for that one. And, and we have a lot of friends in the discord who love this show. So shout out Kai. I think he recommended this show to me. Wow. Okay. We're reaching there, buddy. Anyways, Ed, I'll go back to you again. What do you have a 2024 resolution? Uh, yes. It's part of my regular resolution, which is to watch more movies. So that would include more anime movies and side things that people never really go back to. So like, say you watch an anime and then like two seasons later, uh, a three episode OVA comes out and people forget all about it. I, I want to go back and watch some of that stuff that I've missed. Actually, you know, it's funny. You just reminded me that I didn't put it in a note is I wanted to talk about uh, Dangers in My Heart, the OAV that came out or ONA, I guess. actually. It was. But uh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. That's a good one. So, Giz, what do you have for your anime resolution this year? What I want to do next year or this year rather is uh, go back into my pile of shame a little bit. I still have a bunch of shows in my pile of shame that I want to get to, um, but it's tough when I watch so many seasonals. But I have like shows like Paranoia Agent, Samurai Champloo. Uh, I want to rewatch Wonder Egg Priority because it's kind of a meme that I have never seen the last episode of that one. <laughs> uh, you don't need to see it's okay. No, <laughs> wow. I'm just talking. You no, some people would crucify you for that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm already officially canceled like forever, but yeah, that would cancel me even more. But yes, no, go. Yeah, go it's it, it's a Discord favorite, and everyone is yelling at me, especially Sam and Sen, that I, I should watch the last episode, and I never did because I heard it was terrible. But um, on my rewatch, I'm definitely gonna oh. watch it. And it came out like two, three months after. Who cares at that point? I mean, come on. It, it is honestly, it is tough. I, you know what? It's funny because I had a bit of a beef. Because this season was weird because a lot of anime we were watching are two cores. Honestly, I'm not a big fan of two cores. I like 12 and done for a while. And then bring out that second core like another season or two away. I heard this opinion a lot. Um, especially from people that do podcasts and reviews. And I get it. When, when you have to review a show and you don't want to watch it, then it's... A, a hassle when it's uh, 24 episodes but otherwise why i mean if if you like the show that 20 more is better right and if you don't like a show then just drop it if you don't have to watch it for something so i well, i feel like two cores is always better than one core for me i think uh i think one of the things is like one of the things i just decided finally as we're approaching this podcast to drop was i was thinking i would have dark gathering done to review and I was kind of like, ah, like I finished the first core. It hadn't really started into the second core. And it wasn't something that grabbed me a lot. And I was trying to like, as you can see, or as you'll see as we talk, I watched a lot of garbage this season. And maybe I'm just trying to, this maybe season? my, re- okay. <laughs> so maybe my resolution is maybe not to watch quite so much garbage. Be a little more selective with my garbage watch. Right and not uh, not feel the need to watch every isekai, every isekai. But anyways, the whole point is but that's I'm not almost your USP. Yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, the my like I decided just to drop Dark Gathering, right? 
And so I reached out thinking, oh, okay, well, I'm surely Sam or Danny, who really liked the first four, were going to watch it. And no, they both dropped it as well. So it's, I I don't know. I'm kind of curious. If you really like two cores back to back, let me know. I'm kind of curious to hear if that's something that you actually really like. Because I find the general attitude is, is like, after 12 episodes, like, most people are usually, like, done with a property for the moment, time being, and they want to break from it. That's just my case. Hmm. Anyway, it depends on the show as well, I think. Yeah, right. So, hey, some shows need the double core, and others probably don't. Well, I I guess what it is, I prefer the Mashoko Tensei uh, approach to it, which is have a double core, but take a break. Like, take a season off between those two cores. So with Mushoku Tensei, I don't, I don't like, I don't like it when the shows are very plot heavy and like, like a lot of a lot is happening, and then you have the second part of that storyline a year later where you barely remember what happened in the first part. That's I don't, I, yeah? I don't think that's good. Interesting. Okay. All right. So good. Well, that's that's. Hey, maybe that's why we do a podcast together is because we don't one hundred percent read all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. That's that's my little side. Um, anyways, King, can you give us some links here? I want you to go, listener, check out links.animesummit.net. And hey, also to make it easier, on any streaming app that you're listening on to, you can just pull us up right there, Anime Plummet. That's always the easiest way to find us. But of course, at links.animesummit.net, there you're going to find the Anime Summit podcast as well as this. And you're going to get access to the Anime Summit Discord, where you can come and hang out and talk with all of us. Uh, we're there weekly. And, um, you know, another link I want to plug actually this week is AnimeSummit.net. I feel like we haven't talked enough about the awesome store that Summit opened up. I was just uh, drinking out of my Anime Summit coffee mug this morning. It has become my – do you guys have a favorite coffee mug? I'm someone who I'm like, this is mine. Nobody else can use it in the house. Like, don't look at it. Don't touch it. This is like my yeah, pride and joy now. Not really to us. <laughs> I just reuse the same mug over and over, <laughs> but not for sentimental reasons. <laughs> I, I that's your so. favorite mug, then. That's whichever why. So one is filled with coffee my, or tea. Yeah, that's his favorite mug. Oh. See, that's what I love. There we go. So that's become my favorite. So AnimeSummit.net for awesome merchandise. They got sweatshirts, shirts, all co- all kinds of cool things. <laughs> anime Summit. Uh, anime dot summit dot. We don't links. Uh, Oh, jeez. you came in there, King. Oh, what's this? You got an announcement, King, about the latest Drunken Court uh, episode in the Patreon app? That's fantastic. For quick announcements, patrons, go listen to the latest Drunk Court cast that I did with Snowman and Sen. We talked a lot about Manga Club and how awesome it is and how much fun we have in it and just the manga we're reading. I totally forgot to put that on the public feed. And you know what? I'm not gonna right now because I'm I'm lazy. So this is just just for patrons for a buck a month. You're gonna get access to early episodes of our show as well as Anime Summit and bonus episodes like the Drunken Court episode that I totally forgot to put for public. I usually make those a public thing as well, but eh, what are you gonna do? I don't know. Maybe I'll put it out later. Maybe I won't. We'll see. And finally, for other news, just go check out the latest cinematography episode I got to do with Danny. Uh, we're do we did the Brad Pack films, St. Elmo's Fire, and Weird Science. So some blast from the past and good stuff. Besides that, that's all I got. The cinematography, that's fantastic. Dang. All right, moving along. Let's let's get into their bread and butter. 
this is going to be, hopefully, this turns out well. Once again, using the magic of editing, I hope that we get in some slices of King in here, doing different reviews. Let's away with our first title, Goblin Slayer. Yes, absolutely. We're going to keep this quick because it's a second season, too. We got so much new stuff to get to. Uh, second season based on the 2016 light novel by uh, Kanatatsuki and Kaguya. Uh, let me say this, guys. If you're looking for two things, which is Goblin and Slaying, boy, do I have a second season show for you. Because, baby, we're back in business. And business is booming with Slaying Goblins. Uh, lots of that this season. Uh, the only thing different that I would really mention throughout this season is we're starting to get a cuter side of Goblin Slayer. I feel like th- I feel like the first five minutes of that first episode from season one is like th- it it has turned more people off of an anime than like almost anything else I've ever seen. Um, and if you know what I'm talking about, it's very visceral, very harsh stuff to watch in that first My season. My question was going to be, was there any Goblin bad touch in this one? Uh, I don't, I think they kind of, Ed, did you watch this season too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a few more of the risque towards similar to the opening, but nothing, I don't, I don't think, or at least I don't remember anything being as bad as that intro, but there, yeah, there, no, no, there no. was parts that were close to it. Do you think the intro to season one is an intentional gatekeeping thing to say people, if, if that's too much for you, maybe don't, don't watch the show. If not, I mean, there's this artist named Asanagi that would like to introduce Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, here we go. I knew we, we would get derailed so quickly on this. I mean, oh. I, I, whoever the artist is, they came in, and, and the writer, because it's two people, man, they came in strong with the, this is going to be brutal and intense and uncomfortable. Uh, of course, I'm talking about sexual assault, uh, violence, um, especially a lot of violence towards women. It's just like, ooh, guys, calm. Like, yeah, they, they seem to get targeted pretty heavily by the goblins compared to the men. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll say, uh, a lot of the shows we review, I feel like, and especially in anime right now, a trope is um, we have to have an interesting villain with a backstory. Oh, he, it's tragic because of this. Or, oh, it's awful because of that. And this is how we built them. Not here. Goblins fucking suck. There's no motive. They're genetically, genetically, they're assholes. And I kind of like that. You know what I mean? It's just, hey, man, you suck. And there's that's the end of the story that it might not be interesting to people, but you can always rely on goblins getting into goblin shit. Um, kind of the last thing I'll add is throughout this whole arc, uh, Goblin Slayer is just going out with his party and friends to different scenarios. Uh, they're on their way to an elf wedding at one point. Mike, you would love the well, uh, the elf wedding episodes because it's cute. It, it's fun. They throw oh. a swimsuit episode into Goblin Slayer, which was very funny. Has <laughs> he still got his helmet on while wearing a speedo? He, uh, I don't. He doesn't go swimming. Uh, just the gals do. No, um, he tends so to the, the fire. Yeah, he tends to the fire. Um, he never takes his helmet off, which is getting kind of annoying. Um, and uh, I you think just he get, did, but you don't see his face. Yes, yes. We still haven't seen it. We don't know if it's fucked up or if it's uh, a normal looking face. Well, there was this one part where like he takes off his helmet and everyone looks at him and was like, oh, he's pretty handsome. Da, da, da. Oh, Those shit. were the comments he got. It was in the – am I thinking of the first season? But it was uh, it was in the guild hall. Yeah, and I would say in general there's not like an overarching – here is this big th- – 
thing they're trying to get to. It's just little stories, and they always bring it back to yeah, I slay goblin goblins. Yeah, like that's all. That's all it is. I I like the season because it was a more you got to see more of the world, and then you also got to see that that high priestess lady who's best grill. Oh man, um, and she's yeah, she's a good she's a looker. And um, you just got to see more of, of how goblins are a menace worldwide, not just in that little town. Yeah, they're awful everywhere. They're getting stronger because they're like, oh, this one's a, a goblin shaman. So now we got we got wizard goblins added into the fold. So shit is just getting wilder with that. Um, but I'm ready for him to take his helmet off and let us see his beautiful face. And uh, he got a – it's really hinted at now that the redhead – a close friend of his that he lives with at the farmhouse. There's something going on there. And uh, you guys know I love love. So I'm ready for it. Give us the Goblin Slayer uh, love arc where he just dates. I think that that's how we get Mike on the Goblin Slayer train is just the dating arc. Yeah. Well, season two was just (laughs) like him becoming more human and less just being a goblin murdering machine. (laughs) So he he now Uh, feels feels. So yes. you know what that means? Booty calls. Booty calls. That's what I'm talking about. I don't really have anything else to say about this. If you're a fan of the show, um, there's tons of more goblin slaying in it. I don't think there's it's going to go anywhere crazier or, or that interesting. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Um, 6.5 elf weddings out of 10. Love an elf wedding. I'll give it 7.2 dead goblins. Let's go. And Mike, that's all from us, man. Okay, very good. So under Ninja, Mr. Breast Middle Man, right? Uh, we came to... By the way, uh, anyways, I don't want to jump ahead there. So under Ninja, it's a, t- a story about ninjas in Japan. Ninjas. Uh, basically, you got the NIN, which is government ninjas fighting ungovernable ninjas. The under ninjas. Uh, basically, this show is crazy is very bizarre uh and very violent uh and not particularly towards women or men just everyone everyone ends up getting pretty much killed or maimed by the end of this show i don't really understand half what's going on well i do but the weird twist obviously spoilers for any of the shows we're doing is that the main character kuro gets killed off and then suddenly three Kuro's sibling suddenly show up as location. And so that's what we get. It's left on a big kind of cliffhanger is what to be. Uh, Mr. Breast Milk Man ended up being a hot mom in a fat suit, and hence why she had breast milk. There we go. That's, that's under ninja. That's, that's time. We're moving on. Shy, uh, I did finish. Do you want to give under ninja a rating, maybe? Oh, yes. And I gave under ninja... I guess a 65, usually I go by hundreds, whatever, 6.5, 65 is what I gave him. And just most of that score is just for the audacity of that show because it is audacious. Sounds so, like a bloody good time. Uh, yes, you might <laughs> that do that. <laughs> okay, lots of deadpan humor in it too. So moving on, we had our superhero, uh, which was sort of a sheep in magical clothes, magical girl clothing, I guess you could say. Chai, which is a based on a manga by Miki uh, Bukimi. Anyways, this was... 
this was a interesting show. I feel like it holds a lot of promise. I think uh, Kai made a lot of really good comments about what the show was and wasn't. But I think in the end, it does. It comes out pretty strong. You get some interesting sort of narrative choices. Like, and obviously, it focuses a lot on tragedy, on you know circumstances of people, and just like uh, feelings of loneliness and stuff like that, and sort of like you know regrets and whatnot. Um, it can be painfully slow though, especially in the middle portion, especially as the main character is trying to find her footing. Uh, don't really have a rating that I put in for the show. I'm not going to worry about too much. But if either if Magical Girl content is kind of like your thing, it might be worth checking out. Or if you like a sort of semi-serious sort of drama uh, with a bit of action backing up, uh, it might be something you might want to check out. Giz, can we move on to the next thing? Let's talk about something much worse, like, say, some Kingdoms of Ruin. All right, kingdoms, the kingdoms of ruin. Um, this show is very weird. Uh, first of all, the premise is uh, it's a world where there are humans and witches, and they kind of coexist for ages now. And the witches are kind of the guiding force for the humans. Uh, they always help out, and it it seems seemed to go very well for a long time. But humans started developing technology and kind of rebelled against the witches. And the way I saw it, it's a bit like technology versus nature. Um, the witches seem to be very much in, in tune with na nature. And um, when the humans started rebelling and killing off the witches, um, nature started to go out of whack, kind of. And the story is about a young human boy called Adonis who is uh, uh, has a um, teacher, sensei person, uh, a witch, a very powerful witch called Chloe. And the premise of the show, spoiler for episode one, is that uh, the humans, the kingdom of Redia, uh, captures them and kills Chloe right in front of his eyes and kind of in a very, very brutal, very cruel display um, they chop off her head and display it to the people of Redia and they all cheer and Adonis is uh, absolutely terrified and uh, angry and whatever. He His gets note, sealed away. Did you feel like like the whole city was like brainwashed when watching that first episode? I felt like like there was a lot of like weird sus behavior going on between the town and like their absolute hatred for witchcraft I or witches. I, I can kind of see that, but honestly, I would say it's just that the writing is very wonky and that no like, kind of. humans are portrayed as very cruel and a lot of them, like, they're like the cackling bad guys. They are just comically evil a lot of the times. So how many of you guys, Giz, did you watch it right to the end? Yeah, I watched so everything. Could it could have had some influence from the Queen? Like in a sense of like because I, like, I know I know what you mean, but I don't think the queen. I, I think she she only had influence on the king at that point. I don't okay. think they the 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 public was influenced because um the the queen. It's heavy spoilers by the way. Uh, she has like the love magic right that Doroka also has, and yeah, she's um, the queen. They the can queen only they can only the influence men. Yeah, yeah. All oh, that's true. That is true. 
So um, that's kind of the thing. Uh, but yeah, Adonis has to see Chloe die and he gets freed years later when he's like, I don't know, he's maybe 18 or something in his yeah. in his teens, I guess, late teens. And uh, he vows revenge against humanity. And then we have a story of a lot of brutal battles, massacring, bloody torture and revenge and all that stuff. And then after after the part that's kind of um uh, how far i got when i talked about this in our impressions episode after i want to say episode five or six the show makes a huge heel turn in my opinion i don't know how, how you guys saw it yeah but this it it's very much you get whiplash like tonal whiplash i guess is the yeah, term absolutely like the goofy midsection where they're in the desert in that kind of like garbage camp. I don't know what the heck they call it. It kind of yeah. turns into like an adventure comedy question mark kind of show where like Adonis and Doroka, like one of the one of one young witch that he meets and that kind of tries to prevent him from from killing everyone basically because he's such an angry edgelord. That he, he wants to wipe out <laughs> all of humanity and she's kind of like, oh no, come on, they are also good that, humans and they don't have to treat everyone. That type of trait is one probably one that I hate the most. When one character's super one-sided hatred about one specific thing or one group, it's like it, it makes the character feel so shallow, but he's he's like the classical like angry hmm. boy mindset. Also, the fact that that Dorica would follow this guy around anyways, because like literally, he's just a terrible. Like he's never, he's never like like the the few times where he's not abusive, it's like oh he's being nice. It's like no, he's just not being a complete and utter dick in that moment. Like why would you follow this around? Though we do get later visions of the fact that Dorica was shit on even by the witches because of her magic was considered. Slut magic is love magic, right? Like slut magic. Let's go. Yeah, they actually that's they the actually only use good that kind term. of magic, guys. That's our kind of magic, right here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I think it's great. Like that's fantastic. Like give it to me, baby. But like, yeah, the other witches were jealous of the fact that she she had this powerful magic. I guess all her really terrible things, and so like, uh, I guess kind of trying to display the fact that this show is all about like. Don't worry, everyone's a piece of garbage in this world. That's why it's okay that Angry Boy goes and kills everyone. Yeah, th- that's, the, that's the appeal of these torture porn stories. Yeah. That uh, we, we see him mistreated so badly, and also the, the cute witch girls are mi- mistreated very badly. And so it's kind of okay if he kills everyone, right? That's that's yeah. a, the mindset you have to go in. And yeah. I kind of appreciate how crazy this show is sometimes because... Honestly, the story is super messy. It's all over the place. It introduces oh, characters boy, at the beginning that, that never show up again until the very, very or, end. And or or like those two Asian like assassins or whatever that are going to try and get uh, get the hold of the Adonis, and they show mm-hmm. up, and then they're instantly like killed like right away. And it's like, why did we see? I guess we had to know how much of a badass that uh, Shiro Usagi is. To know yeah. that, because he's like, look at these girls as they assassinate all these soldiers, and now they got assassinated themselves. It's like, okay. But I right. think that's like, kind of cool because they are introduced as characters that could play a major role or at least like 
a, a bigger role. And then they yeah. get immediately get killed off just to show how strong this guy is. And yeah. it's this kind of unpredictability that I kind of like about this show because you never really you you never get into a trot of oh, okay it's now now they do this now they do that you you never expect what what they do next. Um, I, I know that I know that we argued about this last time a bit. I I hundred percent feel like this is also a bit of uh, like like violence porn towards women in the sense that like yes like terrible horrendous acts are done to both sex but it just this it loves to just slowly like hand on just terrible things being done to women whether it being punched or kicked but specifically the whole how long it takes that she, when she's basically ripping uh this 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 uh shiro usagi's ripping out like doroka's eyes out like the scene literally drags off forever, and I'm just like, are, "Do we really have to do this?" Like at first, I was, I thought, I thought they were going to just kill her by crushing her head, but uh, yeah, but I mean, she is I a know. major character, and it's a very, it's yeah. supposed to be a very uh, emotionally impactful scene. So I kind of understand why they drag it out. I, I'm still not convinced that this is like particularly towards women like the the whole violence because every everyone gets slaughtered remember all the yeah. humans on on the moon or the men the, like yeah, the yeah, soldiers yeah. they also get just, ripped I, apart and i just feel it just feels more visceral towards women but maybe maybe i, I'm I just look at it like a different lens i don't know like i think just, the, the 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 thing is that obviously the witches are all female and um they are the more sympathetic characters because again i think the humans are very um one yeah. one track minded like people they they are displayed as cruel people and and yeah. the, the ones that started this whole mess and so it kind of makes sense that the the sympathetic characters get also the more grueling death scenes yeah kind of so you know uh and also the shiro usagi fight in general just goes way too flipping long i think it's like three episodes yeah and the animation episodes. quality of this anime in general is not great it's like and even like just as like like none of the abilities interest me at all like that fight was so boring like he has yeah. basically like how many hands does he yeah, have nonsensical I, I wanted to mention this too <laughs> <laughs> he has like mechanical hands coming out of like holes in his back and, and they're and, not and past, the, they're not tethered to anything they're just like they're like they're like Astro Boy, like hands flying yeah. off by themselves. They're, they're like missiles, basically, and they they cut so many of them down, and there's still more coming. He has like a hundred, literally hundreds of heads in his back. It's ridiculous. It was just all very goofy, and they were meant to feel like some sort of tragedy towards the character at the end because he's lamenting something. He's like, "Please tell the queen that I tried" or something. And it's like, mm -hmm. fuck off. You're such an asshole. Like, why would we? We it's, don't want to hear Everything is like, so messy. Like, they're trying to evoke emotion for him, and it doesn't make sense. There is the tonal whiplash in the middle part where um, Dorica basically turns into a comedic relief character and um, goes to chibi form and um, does jokes even, all the time. Even as they're just starting to fight Shiro Usagi, she's still doing that. Like, yeah, they yeah. Still have even after scenes. her eyes are getting ripped out of her skull, she's doing that. And it's. It 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 just doesn't really work. It's it's also, it feels so messy. Even after he then, because he's like she's like bleeding gouts of blood from her eye sockets, basically, 
And he's like, oh, I gotta stop this somehow. And he takes one of those hands with the thrusters and basically burns her eye sockets. Mm-hmm. And somehow she looks still very attractive, despite the yeah, fact yeah. that very... <laughs> it's no scarring, there's no burn like, flesh, you know, nothing. They have a couple of little lines in here. So they, they want to be edgy, but they don't want to be too edgy, you know, to scare uh, people away. So they well, have to make jokes like, every time something bad happens. Man, this is... It, but it's like a train wreck I couldn't stop watching. I don't know what the heck it is. I actually kind of want to see, like, season two, if they actually continue the show or not. But Yeah, uh, and... I. One last one one last gripe I have, okay. which really annoyed me, is I already mentioned in the impressions episode that they do a lot of fake out deaths, right? There's a lot of episodes that end with someone dying, and then at the start of the next episode, like ah, J.K. it was a body double, ah, J.K. we revive her right away, or stuff like this. And that the the effect of that is for the story. First of all, um, it it cheapens the death scene itself in retrospect, right? And it uh, prevents you from um, feeling anything when when an actual death scene occurs because uh, you're thinking, ah, is is she really dead? Uh, so it, it it destroys so much that they try to do in this show. Yeah. But I was also kind of entertained. Again, it's the unpredictability. It goes crazy. It kills off people sometimes, <laughs> and um, I I kind of I kind of enjoyed watching it anyway even though it was super messy. So, yeah, it's just, it, it is a weird thing. It gives a spoiler as to what they want to focus on next season, which is the sister of the, like, commander that got killed on the moon, which, again, mm-hmm. a thing, a character I know they were trying to make us feel sort of sympathetic towards, but just the absolute, his absolute, like, brazen willingness to follow this king's orders, even though they're kind of doing horrendous things kind of made me not really care about him and so like it and he does like terrible things to the witches on the moon and then he gets killed off and we're supposed to feel bad and now the sister's all like i'm coming for you but she has entirely like cyborg body or whatever the case of which like yeah we just fought an entirely cyborg guy who was as annoying as all heck like what are you gonna what are you gonna bring to the table like i don't know it's it's hard to care i just kind of want to see where it goes so, All right. Uh, this this is one of those cases. So I gave it a fifty, actually. This show because to me it's just such a train wreck. What did you score this show? Actually, I'm gonna score it a bit higher. I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Um, yeah, I think it's it's definitely more entertaining than the average yeah. seasonal show. Yeah. Even with I, all the faults that we find with it. The one advantage to not having King here is this is totally one of those cases where he would have been like, what, you talk this long about a show and give it this low of a score? <laughs> like, what are you even fucking... But it's, 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 this is one of those shows where it's fun to rant about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it does a lot of things that, that usual shows don't do. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. bad shows are the ones that give you the most critique that you give the most critiques, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next up, we're going to talk about another one. Ed, can you talk uh, to us about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, JJK? Yeah, this is like the second core of the second season that just wrapped up or whatever. Um, we we finally got to the, the very elusive and prominent um, Shibuya arc, which is the, the, the arc that everyone's like, all the manga readers knew what was going to happen. And they were just like, don't get your hopes up for anything. And, and that's what we got. Our hopes just crushed and dismantled. 
Heavy spoiler <laughs> warning, by the way. We yeah, are going to talk about spoilers. what happens in season two, and it's a lot. <laughs> um, yes. Ed, one question I had for you, um, because we're in this one together, I feel like. Uh, Gizmo, are you all, all caught up on this one, too? Yep. Oh, nice. It, then both of you is... What did you guys think of the intro of this uh, season? This is the flashback with young, um, uh, oh my God, blue eyes. That's beautiful. Every uh, uh, I can't remember. Gojuro, Ghetto, Gojuro, and uh, with um, Ghetto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. I, well, I'm going to say this. Ghetto? I know something like that. But Gato, I'll be saying this. Something like that. That was my favorite part of the entire season was just those first like three episodes, I think three or four. Just that flashback. I I love that kind of shit. I'm like, just give me more of that young gain. I actually like their crew better than the current crew, which we can get into a little bit. But what did you think about that opening sequence? I absolutely agree. <laughs> I think that was the best part of JJK for me so far. The, these first five episodes of what it is. And going from this into the Shibuya incident arc, I, I feel like it's going to be a hot take for me again, but I am actually very disappointed with the Shibuya incident arc. Mm. It's been hyped so much. Like manga readers have, have told me this is the best part of JJK, the best arc ever. And I think um, Mappa did a great job in adapting the arc uh, from what I can see. Like the, the animation is super crisp, the fight scenes, the choreography, everything is great, absolutely stunning to look at. But there's otherwise there's so many problems with this arc. Um, it's just fight after fight after fight after fight after fight, and it's it's like it's like you're go going to an amusement park, and all you do is ride a roller coaster. And once you're done with the roller coaster, you go to into the next roller coaster, and then you go into the next roller coaster, and it's just it's tiring. I don't know. I feel like it had to be done that way, though. Because if you think about it, that whole season was just overnight, essentially. That was Halloween night party. Um, so when you have and you have so many different stories and so many different fights going on, that you kind of have to do it that way, right? Because you have you have so many different groups fighting so many different fights that all have um, specific outcomes where certain people might not make it out of it. So you kind of have to also flesh out their individual fights in order for, for certain deaths to have more meaning. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's it, just a problem with the storytelling at the point where it's too much going on at once, but it drags on just because that's the only way you could tell the full story without cutting corners as much as possible. I can, I can see that point. And also I, I'm, I'm fully willing to admit that this might be my, my problem alone. Um, I'm, I'm kind of tired of, of like mindless action scenes, even if they're super beautiful to look at. And um, I think there, there is the, the problem I also have is you, th there are moments when like um, you introduce characters that you've known before, right? They come in and it's like this big moment. Oh, wow. Toji shows up. Oh, wow. Uh, the, I don't know. Nanami shows up. Oh, wow. Uh, Toto show, shows up and yeah, it, it's it's super cool if you have an arc where like one of these situations happens, right? But it's 
it's so much and it's so it it gets so repetitive in a way that i i just i couldn't really get into this arc um, and also the other thing is i i kind of binged that season um and i'm pretty sure you don't have that problem as much if you watch it week by week yeah i watched it week to week so i guess mentally it could have felt like a little bit more spread out um but other than that i i totally see where you're coming from this is also just like a, a like it's essentially turn this arc at least is essentially like the the battle shown in where where it's just fighting straight up right yeah but that's usually how it goes and then we're, after this we're going into the culling games which is also going to be a lot of fighting so if if, if you're not super feeling this then then I don't know how much more you would enjoy from from what's going to happen because they've already announced a season three, so we'll see how this goes from now on. But there's there's going to be um, it's going to be spread out a bit more, hopefully. But we'll see. Is this whole arc was just in that section? So, so uh, King, what do you think of JJK? All right, so. This is a series for me personally where I'm kind of – there are people who are really into this series, really into this show, especially on our Discord, and I'm kind of just a casual fan. I actually I, – and I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't feel like I have a lot of stake in this game. I, I There's something about it where I keep watching it. Um, I, it's probably Panda. Shout out Big Bear. Shout out Mike. Shout out Som. <laughs> um just nonstop bear content so i love him uh, i loved the movie i mean I, I i took my um i took my wife to see it and we had a blast oh, with really? it so the movie was fantastic and and i'm starting to realize uh you know we, we kind of talk we, we go back and forth about this specific season first is the flashback with um uh ghetto and uh, beautiful blue eyes. I, I also I don't remember Gojo. I don't remember any of these people's <laughs> names. I am such a bad fan, and I should even be reviewing this show right remember, now. I just realized. Remember when I was I was confusing? I think it was uh, someone else with uh, Toji, right? Because I was yeah, like, it's oh, total it's, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were yeah. we were that was on. Um, go listen to it. Me and Mike guested on uh, the Anime Bros podcast within the last month or two, where we did a uh, like power best super pro- yeah best power yeah best power in anime kind of bracket style thing and we didn't do the, the we didn't do anime plummet justice i mean maybe we did because we're all a bunch of idiots no i think so, we, we did plummet justice we didn't do anime <laughs> summit any <laughs> no because we sounded completely dumb. exactly so bringing it back to this um I, you know we kind of talked about it before but i am a huge fan of looking into the past of jjk I love the movie, which took place in the past. I love uh, these first couple episodes with all the the teachers are young. But I always lo- – I love the flash- flashback shit. Like show me the leaders of the show as kids. I'm going to love it 10 out of 10 times. I don't know why. I'm a history guy, so maybe that's it. But um, boy, Gizmo, you and I kind of talked about this and the sh- like the actual Shibuya arc itself, which centers around most of the show – Woo, doggy! Is that that's a big trough to slaw through? Like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in a similar boat that I'm not a super JJK fan. Honestly, I think this series as a whole is a bit overhyped. I'm not sure why everyone loses their minds over this show. I think it's beautiful a fun, blue eyes. 
Yeah, it, it's a fun battle shonen, and it, it's it's a bit darker than other stuff, maybe. And also, obviously, it looks cool, right? Mappa does does a good job with the adaptation. But overall, it, it's not like I'm super emotionally invested in anything. And I agree that the the flashback arc, the first like five or six episodes of this season, are probably the best uh, that J- JJK has ever been. Like for me, I think they they yeah. did, it's it's a great arc. They um, the the ghetto villain origin story is super cool. Um, I was actually emotionally invested in in the girl and what happened to her in at the end of episode three. I think was super yeah. tragic and super a, a re- really cool impactful scene. But yeah, then then we get into the Shibuya incident arc, and it's it's just fight after fight after fight, and it's. It gets so tiring, and um, I was I was really disappointed with this arc, especially considering how the manga readers hyped this up so much, and they they were like, Shibuya incident arc is the best arc in JJK, and I was like, hell yeah, because the season started so strong. Let's roll. I wonder, Gizma, I wonder for the manga people... Because my problem with with this season is it just it like we said we it dragged and it felt too long, and I wonder if in the manga you're like oh you read the Shibuya arc in an afternoon or something or you know it's it doesn't feel as drawn out maybe they extended fights I'm not really sure but I, I like you said I I hardly remember any of these fights anyways because it's I'm just awash in so many of this show it's hard I I don't even have like. This was my favorite one because I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, uh, anything with Nanami is awesome. Nanami? Nanami? Nanami, yeah. 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 There we go. Um, we got it. I, I think there there are several problems with this arc. And I think some can be explained with how they adapted the manga, maybe. Um, also, it's worth noting that I binged the entire arc, basically. I didn't watch it uh, week to week. Um, oh. And I think if you watch it week to week, then it's a bit... It's probably a bit better pacing wise because you you have like you don't have the spectacular animation the the fight scenes the choreography it's all super cool but if you see it um, if you see it all the time and it's in such a short time span it, it gets it, it gets tiring uh, another problem with the arc I think is that it it cramps so many fights in there. And so many moments that should have been highlights, like uh, uh, the, the Sukuna appearance, right? Um, the way he turns whole Shibuya into a wasteland. That should have been a really big highlight. That would have been a really big highlight in any other battle shonen like fighting arc. But here it's just another thing that happened. Because yeah. we have we have Sukuna showing up. We have uh, Nanami showing up with this hype moment. We have Toji showing up, Todo. And, and any of these moments could have been super hype, but because all of them happened in a row, basically, <laughs> you're, I, it kind of washes over me at some point. I'm like, yeah, okay, I I, I don't care anymore. I want this to, to, to get to an end already. <laughs> the, the, the girl that shows up at the end, it's like another moment where it's like, oh, wow, I know that character and she's going to fight now. And yeah. But I've seen 20 fights before that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I need a breather, guys. I can't anymore. Well, to to add on to that, man, not just fights, but let's talk about some deaths. Uh, we don't, if you, you know, we don't have to spoil it necessarily, but uh, we, 
we get one really important death that you're like, oh shit, no. The first one's like, oh no. And then yeah. a, like an episode or two later, another major death happens and you're like, come on, man. I'm still, I'm still born in the first <laughs> one. And then after the second one, you're like, there's just more coming and you're like, all right, well, shit. It's a, like, give me time to, to process. To, to, yeah. 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 yeah and what I would do is I, I actually, um, with JJK is kind of weird with me. I'll, watch an episode or two and then i'm off for like four or five weeks and then i'll come back to it catch up kind of and then just that's how i kind of watch this season i don't this wasn't a week to week must watch for me that's what i'm trying to say right now i didn't feel uh as uh enticed to watch this week to week however i will say that's not good because the motherfucking internet this is like i would just be scrolling on facebook or something and there yeah. be always a spoiler. Like this is mm-hmm. the most spoiler prone show I've ever. I think I've ever come across whilst like watching. If you're, if you're worried about that stuff, like yeah, you catch it all the time. I mean, yeah, you can't a, you can't go on social media with JJK. It's like fucking impossible. It's not quite on the same level as as it was for Attack on Titan for me personally. But I think this arc definitely has so many things that could be spoiled. And yes. Um, but I, I, I want to I want to mention some positives also because it still was a very entertaining show, right? It's not like it's, yeah, I watched it's it terrible. all. I'm, yeah, we watched um, both of us watched all of it. So I, there's something there. It's I think the 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 big things that happen that is really cool, and uh, th- that's also why it's a bit disappointing that the arc itself didn't do so much for me because what they what they do. Like all the deaths and all all the consequences that 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 happen, like major characters disappear basically, and a lot of major characters die, and that's that's what I want to see in in uh, in Battle Shonen more often. Um, and the the fight choreography and the animation, obviously, super spectacular and really cool to look at. Um, that's definitely something that's going for it. A hundred percent. And obviously, good-looking dudes. A lot of good-looking dudes yeah. in this here <laughs> anime. So something for the gals. Um, That's actually, question- I was going to say, the one thing I was going to say is, we, earlier, you, I think it was uh, Giz that was saying, I think the fact that this is probably, of all the shonens has the broadest appeal. Like, it seems like the most, yeah. you know, sort of like, through the spectrum of people are a lot of people like this show. show. Yeah, and that, I yeah. think more so than even like a One Piece or something like that. Yeah, maybe that's part of it, that it also has, like, it, it, it brings in f- female fans or fans of, you know, because there's so, so many hot dudes, that's, that's something that is very unique to this shonen, I would say. Now, here's Remember, a question as we come uh, to the wrap-up of this, right before scores. Um, I don't even, I don't under, I didn't understand the ending at all, where the guy from the movie who is, I guess, would be a second-year high schooler or something. He's been doing... I don't yeah. know what he's been doing, but he's been doing something. This is how good of a fan I am. I'm like, I don't <laughs> even know this guy's name. But, you know, the guy with the sword uh, um, from the, the movie. Guy with the guy with the dead girlfriend or, or yes, childhood friend. Girlfriend. That's his power kind of, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what the fuck's going on with him? Because it seems like he's come in as a hard-ass uh, against the main character. I, I didn't understand that at all. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, and it's setting up, and it's setting up the next arc, which is going to be some big battle tournament, essentially with like a thousand Itadoris. Is uh, or that's the main I don't, name, sure. 
I don't quite remember the the movie that much, to be honest. But I mean, the thing is, Itadori, he uh, he killed a lot of people, <laughs> and he fucked up in the his, city in his uh, goblin mode. That's in, not what it's in, called, in, but that's what I'm going to call in, <laughs> in rage mode, basically. So it's not yeah, yeah. really he, he, he's not really to blame, um, right? Exactly, but it's still because it. they they didn't execute him. And so this is a consequence, you know. So, uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it has something to do with that. But I'm not 100 percent sure on that either. Also, I, I almost forgot another thing: uh, the power system in this show. I I don't understand. Like, no, I the, don't understand this at the, all. The, the domains. I, how do they work? I, I, I want to expand. Don't domain expansion. This is a sexual thing, right? Like that's what I keep asking. <laughs> no, no, yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike, yeah. I, I'm that's, having that's uh, I'm having acid flashbacks to when we were on uh, Anime Bros podcast talking about these power systems, and some. I, and me and Mike were like, we don't get domain expansion. This is fucking stupid, dude. This doesn't make any. Like, I just I, don't get it. And one of them is basically, or like a, a handful of them are just basically God incarnate. Uh, shout out the Holy Spirit, uh, one of our biggest I, listeners. I've seen <laughs> I've seen so many domains now in this show, and they always talk about like a guaranteed hit or something. But I don't think I've ever seen anyone being hit in a domain. Like when you think about the fight with the lobster dude, also the lobster dude. Where where the fuck did he come from? Why was he so strong? He fought like four or five sorcerers at once uh, at the same time, and they they almost lost him. I was what? Like this abs- absurdly powerful demon comes out of nowhere, looks like a lobster, and he does his <laughs> he does his domain. He does his domain. Everyone is at the beach, and he throws yeah. like fish at them or something. I don't know. And and the fish they don't they don't hit them, even though they're in his domain. Shouldn't they guaranteed hit? What is a guaranteed hit in this in this universe? I don't understand. I don't it doesn't understand make that. any sense to me. Yes, we're just the old curmudgeonly men watching JJK for some reason. We don't know why, but we're just yeah. like, we don't understand yeah. anything. What's going on? <laughs> what is this on? new power system here? I um, don't know. Um, if you're listening and you're screaming at us right now, come on <laughs> over to come over to the Discord uh, links.animesummit.net and um, come come tell me, come, call, talk to me, help me understand call this. I need your wrong. help. Yeah, I, we're call. This is a call to the public. Come help I, us. Uh, I wonder how much of a hot take this our opinion is on this. But, but I'm very happy that I'm kind of in this, that you are kind of in the same boat as me because I I thought I'm the only one that's not quite vibing with this season. <laughs> This is um, something though. I, I've I've noticed this recently. I've been consuming movies and certain things, and I'm like, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. And then I look online, and everyone's like, I loved it. It was amazing. And I'm like, I'm actually, I I think I'm fucking stupid. So I don't know if it's good that I'm in your boat because I feel this is the dumb. This is dumb dumb shit right here. Here's a Rector Skinner meme right now. Huh? Exactly. Should we give some uh, a quick rating, Gizmo? Yeah, sure. Uh, right. I'm gonna rate it a seven point five out of ten. I still had a lot of fun, and I think yeah. the the first arc absolutely amazing. Again, I think if it had stayed at that level um, of storytelling, of animation, of everything, then it would it could have been a ten out of ten, honestly, for me. But the Shibuya incident arc, pretty no. disappointed. Yeah, uh, I'm not far behind you. I'm giving this a seven out of ten. Um, shout out uh, the robot. Uh, I'm looking for his name right now, and I cannot find it. Um, Amekamaru or something. Oh yeah. Um, 
It's funny. He got turned into a real boy. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess he always was a real boy. Yeah, he was great. His confession to blue. uh, Oh, I got it right here. Kasumi Miwa. Miwa, Um, yeah. That was really cute. I, I, I let me say this. Yeah, I love nice. when a person is dying and then they confess their love to the other person. I, I, I just I tear up at that kind of stuff. Tra- tragic love is always something that gets me. Uh, yeah, so that was that was cool. Yeah, that was a good one. So seven out of ten. I got nothing else to add. Come yell at us about JJK. Very good. Okay, so from eating fingers to sucking fingers. Let's talk about our dating story. The experience, you and inexperienced me. King, talk to me about the show. Okay. This is this is one of my darlings of the season. Okay. This was, by the way, just coming up front. This is a week to week for me. I This is a show I absolutely had to see within 24 hours of the uh, episode dropping. Shout out to listener Zayla on the Discord, a friend of the show. Um he and I always love we, 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 he's my cutesy wootsy buddy. We just love these kind of, of cute shows. Um, our dating story is a classic. It's a tale as old as time, baby. We got the dorky weeb otaku character asks out the hottest Gyaru character in the entire class. And she says, yes, this reminds me of another show that I recently watched. I went back and watched, um, my first uh, girlfriend is a gal. This is basically the same show, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah, there, now there's 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 different characters, side characters, a little bit of different side stories, but like that main plot is very much uh, alive and well through through this story. And um, once Argyaru says yes, uh, they begin their their dating uh, their dating story, and um, <clears throat> we come to learn that our main uh, character totally inexperienced with women is you know having a lot of firsts with his girlfriend and our main heroine luna uh shirakawa she's uh well she's quite experienced if you know if you catch my drift and by that i mean she's uh sexually active uh previously though we come to to learn that she only you know dated lots of dudes and 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 you know had sex quite often because she, it, she thought it was expected of her, not so much she was excited or interested in it. Uh, so that it, it, that sets up like a kind of a different feel than what we're used to with Gyaru characters. And she realizes yeah, while dating... It, it, she, she feels like she's a very naive character that was taken advantage of a lot of, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a, like early on. Very but, much so. But she, she just sort of rolled then, with it. She reminded me of yeah. uh, Momo in Domestic Girlfriend. Yes. Yes, very yeah, much so. A lot, oh, oh yeah. That's a ooh, good – shout out, Momo. Go listen to the uh, – go listen to all of our girlfriend-themed episodes. They're always great. Um, but the MC, Ryutu, uh, he is just – he's sweet boy number one. You know what he gets? We got to come up with a sound for it, like a, an alarm bell for for good moral fiber because he gets the good moral fiber <laughs> of the season. Bing, 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 I mean this guy the, is just – exactly he's now of course teen boy super horny wants to get into shenanigans and whatever but he really puts an emphasis on respecting luna's space um her you know character and all of these things and you know let's take things slow let's date normally and everything uh so it's just a cute tale of them getting closer together of course we got to enter in 
what 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 kind of show would this be without a crazy sister, a twin sister at that, to Luna, uh, Maria Carose, and my hey, God, yeah, this no, 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 <laughs> sir, sir. See this gal no, right she's here. Definitely, she is very problematic. Uh, <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. She is. Yeah, she's a secret twin of Luna. They don't, you know, they try not to address it uh, right up front. And uh, Maria has a crush on Ryoto, and she doesn't care that her twin sister is dating uh, this young man, and she's trying to make her claim trying to make passes, trying to force herself physically on her. There's one scene where she's dressed as Luna uh, and it's in a dark classroom or closet or something. And she's trying to Laurel, Laurel, my goodness. Uh, she's trying to lure? persuade. Lure? Yes, thank you. Lure, the lure juror. Lure. I can't speak. Lure. Uh, Ryoto lure. into lure. a closet just to be like, oh yeah, like we should uh, have sex and make out. And, but Ryoto is, is smart enough to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a da- gosh darn minute and um you know that's that's a whole side story going on there's cute side characters throughout this show uh including luna's best friend uh yamana who has her own secret love and interest going on which i did love that the demon um, Yaru. yeah the demon Yaru, who her secret boyfriend all along was actually ryoto's um tutor and like senpai so I kind of liked how they tied that in with everything. And we get a lot of this. The whole point of this is we're getting cute dating um, episodes of going on dates and activities. Uh, a couple of love interests with the side characters. Um, yeah, a couple of the really other boys it. trying to pick up guy or guy who's uh, after, you know, May, May boys sort of success. They're like, hey, maybe maybe I can go for this. I can. But they mostly get shot down or like tentative, like uh, sort of. Maybe, maybe some point in the future. Yeah. Overly dramatic at times, like batshit crazy at others, but all in all, pretty wholesome and cute. The the overly dramatic stuff felt authentic for the situation being a team relationship. In the sense, like, it was like they do crazy things as a teenager. You're second guessing the other person. And there's a couple of times where, like, well, not Ruda. What's what's her name again? Ru- Rui. No, Rooney. Runa. What's, oh yeah, I kept saying Luna, girls? but I guess it'd be Runa. Yeah. Yeah. Shirakawa well, doesn't matter. Shirakawa. She she calls it. She basically calls it off of him, and he's like, "No, why? Why are you calling this off? Like, you know what I mean? Thinking that you know he thinks another way, but he doesn't. Right? He's not. He's not going to be so quick to just drop her like every other boy has. So, yeah. I also appreciate in this show um, before we start to wrap it up is um, there. It's not the, will they hold hands or won't they, you know, they, they progress as a couple um, pretty rapidly and in a comfortable way, Uh, nothing too spicy by any means in this show, I would say, but uh, that, that was a nice, you know, they, they hope they're holding hands early. They're kissing, you know what I mean? They're professing love to each other in a serious way. Light petting, exactly. <laughs> um, and I forgot. Oh, yeah. Best boy was Yusuke uh, Ijichi. And he was the, unfortunately, he, uh, the the fat friend character, which is never a great trope. Uh, but he got skinny and handsome by the end. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. He's cool now because he's, he's not fat anymore. Yeah, exactly. that, that was the whole thing. He's the same person. For same. He's a neat. He's a and, weeb. But he's girl, now skinny. 
the girl he has a crush on suddenly likes him because he's skinny now. Yeah, yeah. that was hey. that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. yeah. So that didn't. But he's still best boy because uh, he won in the end because now he's cool and hot. So good for <laughs> you, bud. I don't. Um, I don't I'm, like this king. I'm the giving glow this up. the glow up, the extreme glow up. I'm gonna give this show. A, oh, this is a random store, a score I have on Annie list here. I don't know why I gave it this. 7.7 7 out of 10. And that's oh, going to be 7.7 hmm. 7 boba teas out of 10. There's a lot of boba tea drinking in this show. For me, uh, this okay, show is definitely not spicy enough. It's a very wholesome romance. But I feel like at the end of the day, nothing really happened in this show. I no. had I had high hopes for the sister. That's why I, <laughs> I said earlier that she's best girl, because she, she had like this yonder face almost uh, at a certain point, but then also gets dropped super quickly, and she's also just a hurt, poor girl that's emotionally not in the right place, and that's why she does crazy stuff sometimes. Um, and it, the, the drama in the show also feels a bit forced and very much like oh okay you you want to break up but we all know you're not gonna break up because the reason for breaking up is stupid <laughs> uh so at the end of the day i mean it, it it definitely had some cute moments um and it had some drama but it's it still feels just barely above average so i'm gonna give it a 5.5 out of 10 mm. We were on the same side for JJK, and yet you stabbed me in the back now. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, I gave it a 7, uh, 70 uh, out of 100, 7 out of 10, whatever you want to call it. That's it. Nice. For... There, no way do we get a second season of this just because it felt like it naturally wrapped up. It <laughs> feels like a good place to leave it. I don't know. Do you, I mean, well, maybe? I, like, remember, remember the not quite, uh, what was it? Not quite in love, but married or something. I forget what the title the yeah. title of that one is. The married similar couple, show, but not quite lovers. Yeah, so, yes, I think that was close to it. That came. That's getting a second season, and I would rate these it, it, it similar is. shows. Though I think, well, that that ended. This, he didn't pick a girl in the end, though. So like, there's more content, but this feels like. I mean, unless we're going like, to dive into the, we're going to see. We we want to see the hot and heavy sex. No, this show. Uh, but, no. uh, but, but, wanna... but but can we back up for a second? Uh, married couple is getting a second season. I don't know about this. Is Are it? You sure? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Has it been okay, announced? Let's, let's, well, it, sh- it should. I mean, it was one. It was really popular. Two. Um, you know, there's well, still more story to tell. I mean, it was popular with us, but. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forget. I forget. Be, something we like is a horrible uh, <laughs> yeah. like outlook on, on it, the general public. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's why this podcast exists, Anime Plummet, because hmm. we're covering not your average shows, and We're also JJK sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. Well, anyways, I don't. Uh, I don't see necessarily anything announced on any list, so maybe I'm wrong. I thought it did get announced that it was getting a second. Well, we want it, so, Mike. We want it here on the it. plummet. We need it. We for this, we need for it. this program I, to continue, we need shows like that. No. I, I feel, though, more than American Couple was a stronger show than this one was. Anyways, Same. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's Let's move on, then. Let's mosey on to a quick little ditty. I'm just going to talk about really quick. 
a show that uh, King actually ended up dropping, so it's not uh, it's not a big deal if he's not here. Uh, the Demon Sword uh, Master of Excalibur Academy, excuse me. Oh, Ed, did you watch this as well? Uh, I didn't finish. I got like eight episodes in, so mostly finished. Okay. Almost there. So, Studio Passione, this is probably one of the weakest, weakest animes I've ever seen of theirs. Just production and animation-wise, I've mentioned before in Impressions, I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunities where they could have done some really cool stuff, and then that they just kind of, like, it, it felt a bit pulled in, not to, again, I always hate talking about the, about the animation, because I feel like it's not the animator's fault, they were just did the best that they were given with what the resources they had. It was obviously not something they put a lot of effort in, like the production. They uh, usually do the people. They usually do edgy shows, right? Passion? Yeah, kind of like yes, a little more tantalizing. Like uh, uh, some sh- what was the one with some shows that? with some of that passion? Some might say, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> There's been a couple of good ones recently. Miracle, that was the one. Miracle Chan, remember where the girl's getting scared all the time? Yeah, haunted uh, or whatever, right? Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. she can see ghosts, and there's just constant, like, like inappropriate crotch shots and stuff like that. And they also did um, Renai Flops, right? The weird sci-fi story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, the animation was one of the strong points. I mean, the show itself was a little, like, uh, kind of... But the, the animation itself... and sort of elements of it design and look were pretty good this was very weak in that sense the characters other than the fact that i love the idea of like a a demon lord like shodakun and his like uh you know big booby mistress like was kind of fun uh, that's about the beginning and end like nothing else and it's really kind of caught my attention ed do you have anything you want to say on it yeah i feel like you hit the nail on the head where it's it's the most, I don't want to say generic, but it follows that structure all the way through where you have the OPMC um, <clears throat> doing a lot of, uh, like, he has his main girl and then all the other girls just follow along, kind of. It, it's a, It follows a lot of that same structure of that typical OPMC harem uh, school academy type thing. Like, oh, we're getting attacked by monsters or whatever. Let me let me help them out and stuff like that. So yeah, for sure. Um. Anyway, so that's about it. I would probably put this down. I think I put this at a fifty-five or something. Like that when I it. Do you have any any thoughts for the, the score on this? Um. Yeah. Same. Probably like fifty, fifty-five, fifty-four, something like that. Uh. Let's get away. From one milk toast show to a slightly better milk toast show, Gizmo talked to me about my daughter left and returned an Esprit adventure. Yeah, this show is it's a fantasy show and about a guy and his adopted daughter uh, who goes on to join the adventurer guild and um, she actually becomes an S rank adventurer, which is the highest rank in the guild, and uh, she really really likes her daddy and this is this kind of daddy issues the anime <laughs> um but it's it's also understandable because bell uh, the the dad is a super cool guy he's humble and sweet and overall the story is very wholesome i would say um where the problem with the show lies is in the action scenes i think 
like all the fighting they she goes around and uh, like clears dungeons and kills monsters for the adventurers guild and she has to fight the demon king or she she actually defeated one of the demon kings but she also has to fight other demon kings and all that shit is super boring and also doesn't look good like if you no. have a f fighting fantasy show this season it's very tough like if you compare this to Freon or um, Shangri-La you, you, you're gonna look super cheap and ugly and I honestly I I wish they had avoided as much fighting as possible in this show because it, it looks shitty it's not very interesting but everything surrounding this is actually kind of fun I I like the um, relationships that Belle builds with the other, um, like with the Bordeaux family, for example, a family of nobles that kind of struggle to keep tracks on their land because um, their uh, dad died, so the, the old duke, and um, the daughters have to take over his the reign of the country, basically. And um, how Belle helps them out and... Uh, he helps out the elf uh, nation, uh, the elf people. Yeah, that join like the, 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 the grand uncle comes because he's mm -hmm. looking for this beast that's kind of a wild child. The beast. elf princess. She's, yeah, uh, she's very much like that that sort of tomboy guess character that has the sort of uh, delinquent accent or uh, the way she talks. Yeah, um, that's all kind of cute and wholesome. Um, yeah. And honestly, I think I, I was a bit afraid when I did the impressions that um, we would have an Usagi drop situation where the adoptee daughter eventually will marry <laughs> her dad, which would be super awkward. But after finishing the season, I'm I think it might not happen. <laughs> I, 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 I just have hope. Maybe, maybe it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's still a possibility. There a point, yeah, there is a point where she actually tries that, like, rather than let some, like, first off, I don't know why. Honestly, go for the Duchess. She's a hot tamati, and literally, like, like I don't know, like, just, just I think well, that go was for the adventurous guilds. Uh, receptionist or what is she? I don't know. No, don't she, she, she's also a high rank adventurer, right? Yeah, she's a high rank adventurer, but like, um, she, I think she and the guildmaster are kind of like, yeah, uh, like if the if something was going to happen, it was going to happen between them. I don't think she's love training. Uh, uh, one can hold. It, it, I her her trying to hook her dad up with random people that never met him is kind of I thought it was kind of cute, but anyway, yeah, that, it was kind of make funny. me a little little happy because it was like okay good you're not because sometimes the way she is i'm like oh girl get away don't fall for your father please um <laughs> what did you think of that final arc that we had where she goes to the to the grand she gets summoned to this grand duke which people encourage that she could have like the grand like the guild master's mm -hmm. like no 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 you have this is a grand duke you have to go and the uh or arc duke i can't remember no it was grand duke um Anyways, and and a couple of the other adventures, like, nah, you could not go, right? It worked out in her favor because her dad was coming to that town, anyways. But um, it was just, it was kind of a thing of like, it was very odd. That arc made me angry, the way it kind oh, of all played out. It made you angry. I well, think it was I mean, fine. 
I mean, I think there are a lot of overlapping stories that go kind of uh, parallel to each other. Um, like there, there, a lot of times in this anime, there's a story that's going on with her while she's on adventuring and a storyline that's going on with, with the dad. And yeah. then sometimes they overlap. And I think from all these minor storylines, the Duke one is one of the better ones, I would say. I, I, I like I like the resolution when when she when when she is in in the meeting with the duke and tells off the the brother yeah, that, that wants her to fight to yeah, show that, that she's actually an S rank adventurer and I thought, thought that scene was kind of good and the and meeting the old travel companion of her dad that I was wonder also how long neat. yeah it took almost too long for it to put two two together. Um, I'm glad they didn't end up fighting to the death and then finding out after the fact is like, oh, I just killed my father's old fighting, uh, you know, adventuring companion. I think what, what I liked about this arc is that they had actually avoid fighting. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's it. That's the thing is like, I was just like, please don't like, please don't like the whole, the whole point of this arc is that she gets sucked into the machination of these three sons of this grand duke who's trying to vie for attention. And the middle son invites her along to be honored because he's like, oh, she defeated a demon lord. We should honor her. And she doesn't want. She wants to go home and see her dad, right? And the crown prince is also in the mix. It's like a noble noble politics. Right. And so, but we see now that he, the crown prince, is working with whoever's been helping bring about the uh, cursed, like, demon. Like, they're not demon lords. They're, like, have the essence of the demon. Lord. I don't even know how to start yeah, it. But they're setting up some bigger plot line for, for the yeah. future. But so, honestly, I don't think we're ever going to see a, um, a season two. I think this is like a read the manga or light novel kind of situation. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I think it was strong at first. I think, again, this is another one where like animation kind of just falls. Like the, the production values in general just get falls down because we're 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 like take your animators too thin in Japan. There's too many shows, yeah. you know. And so this is very much them. average animation for seasonal stuff, which is very low. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I like Angeline's voice actress, and I like the character for the most part. Um, yeah, down with patriarchy BS from the the Grand Duke son. Anyways, I gave it a six to six. Would you? It's interesting. I, yeah, I actually gave it a five point five, so fifty five. But oh, okay, kind of reverse. Just that. because it's yeah, it doesn't do anything spectacular. Really, it's it's very much standard fantasy tropes and settings. Um, it's not the worst, but it's also nothing nothing to write home about. It's okay. just slightly above average. Okay, good. Ed. Tell us what you think about uh, what was it you're going to talk about? <laughs> the Returner's <laughs> magic, Returner's <coughs> magic, something, something, something. Here comes high school all over again. A Returner's magic should be special, or something like that. Right. Possibly, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely, perhaps. Uh, yeah, this is uh, based off a, a manhwa or a Korean webtoon, a Korean manga. Uh, pretty popular as far as the the the. The manhwa goes, but and I guess it was somewhat popular anime because it already got a second season, I think. Um, so all in all, pretty good. Uh, it starts off. Uh, 
with your typical like regression story where your MC big battle, everything goes well, then dies. And he, when he wakes up, he's back to his youth. He's back in his, like his teenage body back to school enrollment, doing all that stuff. And it's essentially him going back in time uh, to, to do better growing up. So his friends don't die when they're older and go into battle essentially. Um, so the, the first arc was kind of like more of, um, the school is based off, of like your, your elite nobles and then your others, which is just your, your regular folk. The peasants. Yes. And, um, him being a, a, a peasant, he's, they always get looked down upon, upon by the nobles and the nobles are like the elite class. So the, the beginning story is just him setting up his little crew. Um, and then they start doing, uh, they go into like the shadow world thing, which is kind of like how they do their testing, their missions, their things, their qualifications. And they're trying to uh, go up in class essentially to be part of the elite class, which is typically just for nobles, which is like the, the elite classroom. And this first section is just him essentially doing that and using his knowledge of the past to kind of give him the one up. Like a lot of people he runs into, he's like, "Oh, I remember him. He he died like five years ago from before he went to uh, the past and stuff like that." So it's a lot of him like, "Okay, he used to have this type of magic. Let me see if I could do something to help him grow." Things like that. Oh no, pretty good story. The first section was just initial them getting into the elite course. Spoiler alert: they make it. And um, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Get and out then, of here. Um, it, I, I do like the story, but it's a little bland based off of how they're doing it. And it's not very well animated. Uh, a lot of the fighting is kind of simple. It's, it's very simple style. As far as animation goes, it's not the greatest. Um, but since I, I'm kind of biased cause I do like the story, but we'll see how it goes. Overall, I gave it like a seven. Yeah, sadly, I, I dropped this show. I was I was kind of looking forward to it after the impressions, but somehow the next couple of episodes completely turned me off. Like it, it is, I think the premise is cool. Like he he gathers a bunch of people that um kind of that that died too early in in his original timeline, and uh, but he sees potential in them, like the the fencing guy. Um, yeah. And he tries to build them up so in this timeline they can defeat the big bad evil in the end. And I think it's a kind of a cool concept that he uses the knowledge from his past to to help in the present. But it it's kind of went a very generic route at some yeah. point in the middle there, and I I was kind of out of it. Yeah, it feels like I don't know if how they're doing. It just feels a little slower, kind of a bit more boring compared to reading it. But that's just because reading mm. is a faster pace. Yeah, sure. So I don't know Makes if sense. it would help if they just um, condensed it a little bit or certain sections, but we'll see how, yeah. how they decide to move forward with it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that they have a second season announced already. Yeah. At least I'm pretty sure they did. Maybe yeah, I think so too. I'm not 100%, but... Okay, so now we're looking at uh, the second season, part two of Ancient Magus Bride. Um, Gizmo and I have a bet going on that he thinks that I already talked about this show on our impressions and dropped it. And I don't think he's correct. If he is, 
Uh, tag us in the Discord. Let me know. And I, here's a bet right here. If I'm right, I will send him uh, enough money to buy one beer. Uh, and he'll do the same if I'm right. So somebody go figure that out and tag us. And then now we have one beer on the line. I, I did not agree to any of this, but fine. <laughs> it's on air, baby. It's recorded, so it's law now. Okay. All you need to know is this, because I even have less time now that I explained that. I dropped this show. Who the fuck cares about these other characters? Why? I hate magic school. This sucks, dude. I don't want any more of this. Uh, I only want to give a, I have time to give a special shout out to our good buddy, friend of the show, Snowman, who he says he continued watching this until the very end. And he says it still sucked. So I'm glad (laughs) I dropped it wherever I dropped it. It's just, there's too many characters introduced in this show. I want to get back to Bone Daddy, the gal, and the small group of like really, really tight knit people. This this student arc thing, it's just driveling. It's just no good. Uh, I got five seconds left. Uh, the only thing I got to say is, Bone Daddy rules forever. Hey. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Don't watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. So many people liked the first season. I don't know. I, I loved the first season. Like, mm. I thought it was such an interesting world, but my minute's up. So, we, Gizmo, we can't talk about this. And there's a beer on the line. Please t- type into the show and let us know so he can buy me um, a nice you, you tasty literally, beverage. Oh, I was going to say, okay. We will, we will have to see what comes of that. Oh, thanks, guys. I just had to. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I basically uh-huh. had to. Had to. I realized I fucked up, and we got to go back, and we got to record 100 girlfriends here. Mm-hmm. So hold on a second here. Let me just get ready here. Yep. Let's go. All right, backing this bus up. Got my monitor out there. All right. I, I, I was trying to do this for just like a stupid yeah. bit. It's not even going to go on the video. It's not going to be in the audio. It's just, just for you guys. All right. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking, what, what is this trucking, truck sound in the background? I thought it was real. Yeah, I did I think get, it was real, too. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, no, I just literally, I just did a little bit there just for you guys. Okay. This is a stupid thing. So um, here we go. Ready? I'm going to, I'm going to. Oh, I'm supposed to do this one? I feel like I talked too much in this episode already. I don't no. know. Does anyone else want to talk about this this show here? I didn't finish uh, it. So. I, if you want me to, I can. But now I feel like uh, I'm talking too much. Okay. Well, whatever. Okay. Let's. Let's. I mean, we're gonna, I think we're, the, we're, 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 I don't. We don't need much of an introduction on this. Y- okay? Yesterday, Mike talked about this very so, and you won. Uh, so. Okay, I can just go off. Okay. Um. So you want you want to introduce it? King, you're yeah, going I'll to introduce g- it? Okay. Uh, yeah, but right. I'll just be like, oh, the other the, the other guys already talked. I can just give my opinion if we want to do that. If you guys because already talked no, no, about we, it. We didn't talk about this. Give me oh, a, I'm okay. going I'm I'm to set you up. We're playing volleyball now, okay? All right, All right. I'm setting you up. All right, so let's, let's, let's walk away from Worst King. Worst King. <laughs> leave by the way leave this in leave this in absolutely not let's walk away from the worst show for king to the best show for king king talk to me about a hundred girlfriends who really 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 love you 
And by the way, folks, that's five reallys. Five yeah. really love Ma- you. Make sure to get all five. Oh, please, for the love of God. And, and you know what? We've got more than five coming because, guys, we try desperately. We've been trying, especially Gizmo recently, and I don't like this about him. He has been desperately trying to get away from girlfriend-themed content because he thinks we've talked enough about girlfriends on this podcast. Uh, maybe you'll remember our super awesome, amazing summer girlfriend smackdown 2023 edition with good buddy Nick from Anime Summit guesting. Go back and listen to that episode. But Gizmo is wrong, okay? Because girlfriends have built this podcast and girlfriends will remain in this podcast for the end of all time. Now, this time we get 100, which is quite... <laughs> right off the back, guys, the title of this always cracked me up. Oh, they just, they took this to the extreme. And the bet, like... Before I even even just like talk about what the show's about, this show is really all about not taking yourself seriously, having fun, laughing at tropes, just just making fun of all like anime, making fun of um um romance, comedy, all of these things blended and that's that's why uh this is really high up there for me this season. Of course, this is the story where our MC um, has a tough time fi- uh, falling in love throughout middle school. When he gets into high school, the god of love says, hey, I'm going to cut you a break. I'm going to give you a chance at 100 girlfriends so you'll make eye contact with them and you will instantly fall in love at first sight and cue shenanigans because that's where we get all of this going. I think by the end of the show, what are we at? Are we at five or six girlfriends? Let's We're count them up real quick. Five. We got one, two, three, four, four, five. Uh, no, it's six because you forgot the mom. <laughs> well, oh, that's right. Yeah. The yeah. mom. Yeah. It counts. The mom, the mom counts. Yeah. So did you we, not watch? We, this, did you not watch the whole show? I, I haven't finished it. No, I could, oh. honestly, I tried. I really tried, guys. I I, I watched like five or six episodes. I want to say, but honestly, that's a strike. It three three strikes and you're off the podcast, and oh, that's no. one, dude. <laughs> I feel like I have to give over the title of girlfriend master to king at this point <laughs> yes i this was that was uh, his, the girlfriend summer smackdown of course was gizmo's idea but i have you know the king baby the king stay the king that's just the oh. truth of the matter and now i am king of girlfriends um yes by the end we i think when we were doing our impressions we had met four um nano was the last one and then we got introduced to uh kusuri which is this was a weird one. This is um, uh, she's the scientist girlfriend and she does a lot of experiments. And one of them is on herself. She is an upperclassman who's, well, you know, three, six, nine, damn girl, fine. But she does a weird thing where she takes a some sort of ant, or, or medicine or poison or something where she turns into a little lolly. And oh, no. <laughs> not a big, I got to be honest. We talked about this on the Anime Grinch episode. Go check that one out for the holiday what? spirit. Um, we don't like lollies on this show. What? Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh no, see, now, now this is we're hold going from, from fall impressions. Now this is rebuttal yeah. corner with Mike. Yeah, hold on a second. We gotta just get out. Sorry, Giz. Could you could you act as the monitor for me? Can you get out to the back? We gotta we gotta we gotta put a minute, put a minute on up. the clock for Mike. Okay, okay sorry. <laughs> 
Yep, back this up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Uh, I just want to make sure. Not too far. Don't hit the wall, Mike. Okay, and we stopped. All right. So I want to make sure that we understand that King's comments represent only King's and not the entire opinion of this podcast. We love all people, whether they're whether they're himbos, whether they're like milfs, whether they're shodas, whether they're lollies. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. Okay, mm. so King doesn't like lollies. Apparently, he said this and many other terrible things on some episode about hate. I don't hate things. I love things, so I wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> um, but I just want you to be aware that this is not the stance of all of it. So we are fine if she is consenting uh, adult, which she, well, technically not. She's a high school student. But anyway. Mike, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Age is just a number. No, no, no. no. Anyways. Oh, no, 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 no. Ruined it. Anyways. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. She could be. She is smoking hot as a adult, and shout out to Warmy. She's smoking hot as a lolly as well. So there we go. Anyways, anyway, on. what was this talk about a mom? What, what mom? Okay, okay. So it's we mom? just introduced we introduced a girlfriend five who was the scientist one, like I said, who turns into a lolly. But then sometimes she switches back, and you're like, va va voom. And uh, okay, and then. So like uh, so Gizmo, just to give you an idea, like half of the season is with the science uh, girls' uh, background, kind of, and then the second half of the season, uh, we find uh, Hockery, um, one of the, o- the one of the two OG girls, pink hair girl. Um, she My has decided favorite. exactly. There you go. She has decided to end things with uh, uh, Rentaru. Rentaru, Rentaru, MC. Rintaro, thank you. Um, so Hari, uh, uh, Hakari is ending things uh, with the whole group. She's like, I'm sorry, we can't date anymore. Uh, and obviously everyone, including me, was like, what is what is going on? Why is she? She cannot break up with him. She will literally die if she does, yeah. <laughs> which I <laughs> I do hate that point. That's like they have either, either they ha- be with him or they die. Because <laughs> of the God of Love originally. Anyways, so... Mm, we come to find out that uh, Hakari's very strict mother has forbade her from dating um, uh, Rentaru as well as the the whole group, essentially. And um, she doesn't approve of it. She thinks, you know, she's very controlling and worried about um, her daughter. Uh, and then, of course, the, the, so he has to risk know, the mom to keep the the original girlfriend. <laughs> well, so he he's going to just rescue her and talk with her with, and all the gals are are. It's really sweet and cute because he's like. I got to go save her. I got to do what's right. And all of them step up and they're like, she's our, our, she's, we are all, we're all best friends now. And she's, she's part of this harem. So she's, <laughs> she's in the club now. So uh, they, they, they no, all no volunteer to go help her. Fight. And of course um, it turns into an oceans 11 kind of situation or, you know, oceans, yeah. whatever situation where each girl has like a special skill set to break into the house. There, so, there's I a fantastic that. scene of, him and Karane, or Karane? The Sundere. Uh, yeah, the Sundere making her way across the ceiling over top of like laser detectors and stuff like that, where they have to hold each other, uh, except they end up holding each other almost like in a 69 kind of position with their feet on the walls. It's, it's fantastic. Um, yes, and it's it's quite it's a little steamy, I'm not going to lie. And um, <laughs> anyways, but... Uh, 
So, so, you know, through all of this stuff, um, Rentero is trying to convince the mother why they should be together, why they love each other. We get backstory on Haruhi, uh, the mom, Hakari, the daughter, um, kind of who the dad was, how all of this family came to be. And at the very end, of course, what ends up happening is um, uh, Rentero just gives the mom the eyes and she reciprocates. And of course, they immediately fall in love. Um, uh, the mother uh, takes back what she said about the relationship. And what does she do? Instead of banishing her daughter from this terrible idea of a relationship, she joins in. So now we've got mother, daughter. Uh, we've got Lolly. We've got um, right. a bookworm who cannot speak. We've got, uh, I don't know. Not, uh, uh, Nanao is like... This, yeah, she's like the serious one. And then there's Sundere. <clears throat> so this is great. We've got no, more. Nano, Nano is she, AI, basically. That's basically her name, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, like a robot. Know. She's very robotic, robotic and cold. Uh, she's, a, she's a Kudere, but yeah. Like, thank you, thank you. She yeah, is, so that's great. She is, the competent, she is the competent one of the bunch is basically what you're looking for. Like she's, whereas because Hikari and Karine are basically a disaster. Like they're constantly a walking disaster. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. Just, anyway, and we've and, got um, at the very end, they give you kind of a nice little peek uh, at the wrap next, up peek at the next like I don't know three or four gals. Four. I think it was four. Yeah, yeah. We're getting uh, there, of course, there's going to be a sporty one. Okay, this is one I just want. I don't want to go through all of them. Um, there's <laughs> one coming who basically her thing is. She's like an old timey poet, uh, like a think of a bard. And she'll like so like we have like a William Shakespeare poet gal coming along <laughs> and that's her personality. <laughs> but that kind of sounds like the bookworm character with her, her stick because she, she's always like uh, reading from a book or uh, rather po pointing at a book and later she has the, the phone the, the, app. Yes, phone. but I just posted in the chat. Um, she wears a hat with a feather in it. So she looks like literally like an old timey character. So I think uh, uh, cosplaying as old timey folks is her, her shtick too. So there's going to be a gal for every – everybody's going to have their gal. Um, we're probably going to get more Holy bookworms. Crap. I, I, I'm just scrolling for the manga. Like the the manga, how many girls are there? They're they're getting down there. One, two, three, four. I think they're not counting. Six, right five, now. six, <laughs> twenty. Well, okay, that would yeah, that looks about right. One has cat ears. I don't know what's going on with her. Anyway, she one of the okay one of the girls' personalities is she loves the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be an American. So she's a crazy one, right? Know, I'm free. Oh, yes. Oh, and she's I think she's 24, too. So we got more older women coming, oh. it sounds like, down the line. Yeah. Nadish, Nadishiko Yamoto uh, has a freedom-loving, stereotypical American personality due to her fascination with the United States. Freedom. This is That's due how to I... her finding and watching a VHS tape, a group of American children. This is you could have just read my backstory because I too am a freedom loving American. Um, <laughs> let us move oh, into and you see. And oh. what I see here on my sh sh uh, show notes right now is a nine out of ten, baby. Uh, this was a show 
that I had to watch every week. Um, shout out oh, yeah. to Sayla again. Shout, I think Snowman was laughed at this one too. This is just a super silly, ridiculous show. Um, I, once again, I come back to this is pure comedy. Uh, there, obviously, there's romance because it's a harem show and everything. But like, this is comedy. This is making fun of the 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 harem um, tag. This is making fun of all the tropes. They they do the break the fourth wall thing of like. <clears throat> oh, I barely had any lines last episode kind of shit. You know what I mean? So like, it's just silly. Uh, I love this. You might, uh, this, I might be mentioning this at the end of this episode when we talk about anime of the seasons, but absolutely mm. nine out of 10. I can't, let me say this. I can't wait for season two. And I do think, I do think this has been announced for a season two. I think yes, it, it has. has actually. I, I, it was literally on the INE list when I was there looking at it. So, mm-hmm. I want more. Um, um, everybody tag Gizmo and yell at him and tell him why girlfriends are awesome and why for the rest of his life he'll still have to review girlfriend theme shows. And that's it from me, Mike. All right. And it has a physical release on the manga. Let's go, babies. Mm-hmm. Let's get this in for Manga Club in uh, in February. I don't know. Something like that. Oh, what is, I love what's that. your rating, Mike? Oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, my rating is right now currently sits at an eighty-five. Eighty-five is my rating for the show. Very nice. Very happy with it. Favorite show uh, that finished of the season. Um, Freeand is a very tight race with it. If I was counting shows that were continuing, and uh, yeah, I mean this is this is like this is like the quintessential like this is like a, just a. A, a pinch of etchy done right you know what i mean mm. like it's not so much it grosses people out but you get some fans especially the uh hockery imagining what boys want right that 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 one where like the animators literally like took it to the to the like took it to the 10 schismo did you see that scene where she's like imagining what a boy would want in a girl and it's like where her boobs and her butt go crazy, basically. For I think I saw the scene, but I don't the think I saw the episode. Ridiculous. Actually, I think oh, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. saw a clip. Like, I, it's just like stuff like that where, like, it's just it, it's great. It's great. Like, it's great commentary. It's great. It's great. Like, just all around, just because it's so goofy. Like, it's so over the top. It's it does have fun. some cool comedic scenes, but somehow it just didn't really vibe with me. I don't know. I I, I can think of a couple of scenes that I actually thought were really funny like um the bookworm girl in the pool episode i think the pool episode yeah. is the last one i saw <laughs> yeah like, that's a good just spinning around the pool was kind of fun and then the pray yeah. help pray help when she stranded <laughs> on the island and, uh, and the, funny, the funniest line i think was uh when she was about when they were about to go into the pool she's like uh because she, she speaks with book quotes and the book is very epic she always has unnecessarily epic uh, like speech patterns and yeah. she says something like i'm not fit for uh, naval warfare or something <laughs> that, that <being> <laughs> um okay so let's let's mosey on next up i'm going to just talk about uh, i shall survive using potions this is an interesting little isekai uh very non-traditional it, it reminded me a lot of saving 80,000 gold for my retirement, which was another one. And both of these are very similar in the sense that you have a very traditional isekai, except that instead of a male to female, and you might say, well, Mike, there's been lots of isekais. No, you don't understand. These characters are essentially written like men, but with that are women 
And so they're doing a lot of things that traditionally you don't see women doing in these types of roles. Because I would say more traditional would be like the saint's power magic is omnipotent would be a very good sort of uh, example of like a more traditional women role in an isekai. Or like a lot of the villainess episodes where they're doing a lot of things that are more traditionally seen as female characters. This, we see them kind of breaking out of that mold, which is to say uh, you might... Some people probably look at these negatively because they're like, oh, well, these girls are really manipulative and, uh, you know, abusing their situation to their advantage. Well, yeah, just like most male protagonists do. Um, there's lots of isekais where I've seen male being very manipulative, very sort of abusive in their ability to use these powers to make themselves better off. Right. And so it's like, OK, but yeah, like, why not let the females also do this? And so the whole point is, is that she gets killed mistakenly or whatever the case is. I, I, and so Goddess gives her any ability she wants. She decides, I want to be able to make any potion I want and any sort of container I want. And that's a little gimme to the fact that she uses constantly is the fact that she can basically make a potion appear in any sort of container, whether it's like a bucket, whether it's a barrel, whether it's like some crazy apparatus kind of thing. And she uses that uh, to her advantage. And she basically wants to just live the simple life and uh, not be bothered. But the problem is is the moment you have a character like this, uh, again, especially being female, she's being trying to be taken advantage of, whether it's the government, whether it's private businesses, whether it's the church, they're all ch kind of chasing after her. And so she's constantly having to be on the move to kind of avoid these elements. Um, and so it's, I think it's a interesting show to watch because it's a bit of a it's a bit of a very simple dissection about what of like what capitalism and patriarchy says about women you know being in situations like that um however the big issue is the animation the character design eh, not great it's stick it up there of all the rest of the ones we've talked about where it's that kind of isekai sort of milk toast like look and feel where it, mm -hmm. it is obviously a skeleton crew just doing the bare minimum to pump out these episodes, right? So it's unfortunate because I think what has a lot of interesting things to say, uh, and I think it's it's sort of strong at that point. So final score I gave it was about a 65, just because I think the presentation is very poor. But like I said, I think it has a lot of interest. All right, so... Now we're going to touch on a show that I really wanted to finish, but I didn't actually get a chance to finish these last three episodes, so I won't have as much to put in. Let's talk Gizmo about ZOM 100. All right, ZOM 100. Um, ZOM 100 is a show about uh, a MAPPA employee who works his hardest to bring you the <laughs> new season of JJK and to make it look really pretty and it destroys his life in doing so. Um, no, that's obviously a joke. It's about a corporate employee who is mistreated uh, by his boss and his uh, life is going to shit and the girl he has a crush on at work uh, is banging the boss and everything sucks. But uh, fortunately, the zombie apocalypse starts and um, he can enjoy life again <laughs> because he, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And that's Wait. basically Zom 100. It's a, it's a fun show, uh, zombie apocalypse as a comedy. And um, it, 
it looks cool, it's colorful, it has funny characters, funny jokes. But overall, I want to say it did not really hook me in. I, I think I enjoyed the first season, but I, if, if you were ask me if I needed a second season, I would probably say no. To be Have you guys honest. watched, this is going to sound weird, but trust me, I'm going to bring this back. Have you guys watched Leave the World Behind, that movie that's on Netflix right now that some people have been talking about? No, I Anyways, not. I feel like that's a very much the negative view, whereas this is sort of like the positive view of basically the world is fucked. Uh, what are we gonna do? Well, we can't we can't control the world being messed up, so we might as well just enjoy life to the most that we can, right? Uh, whereas the other one is is old people sitting around going, "What should we do? I don't know. What should we do?" and bicker with each other, right? As as boomers and Gen X, I guess, are often do. So this is funny to me because this this hits at a time when it feels like very appropriate, I guess, in a sense, mm. is the fact that I think since the pandemic, mm. people have been very much about, hey, maybe I won't be just like a corporate slave for the rest of life. Maybe I'll take mm -hmm. more priority and take care of myself, you yeah. know, and living life, you know, in the time and the now. Uh, anyways, and it's just it. It has some phenomenal animation to kind of go along with it. Oh. I think it's very uh, definitely very timely this show because of the yeah. pandemic and because more and more people feel like this is not really what what life should be like slaving away at a corporate job. A hundred percent. I think the. I mean, just l like you said, the joke of introducing it as, oh, this is about a MAPA worker being worked to death. Like, it's very topical and it's very relevant to these times. The the um, the fact that this show had to get delayed because of, you know, just crazy work that was going on and, and the process <laughs> and it just falling to pieces. <clears throat> I also it's, think it plays into the show. This, this is a show that got delayed so much because of work problems yeah. i don't know and i also i heard that um the the studio they are ex olm employees who did like pokemon and stuff as mm. far as i know and they all, always complained about the work conditions there so it's it's a very not subtle dick at the at their old job basically <laughs> oh wow that's see that's really fascinating and interesting um i also feel you know, I hope I hope people when they see this and 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 if they ha didn't watch the you know all the chaos that went when this when this show was coming out, like I hope folks can judge it as the full twelve episodes and not be like, well, they delayed it, so minus point five points because I don't <laughs> like that. You know, because uh, uh, specifically we're looking at the last three episodes. It's been a little bit since I've seen the uh, the other episodes in the show, and I really enjoyed them. I loved the uh, when when they go back to the ho the the home village, and we get to meet some of the villagers, and the bad guys are kind of crazy, and you know just like sicko psychopath kids or whatever, and um, they were a lot of fun. Yeah, I I look I would look forward to watching more of this, but who the hell knows what like. I mean, this is a show that was one of the most popular when it was coming out. And they, if if everything had went right, they'd probably been like, and we're coming back for season two. Don't worry mm -hmm. about it. But they're not going to – I feel like they're not going to announce a season two for this for a little bit. Like 
let the bad air breathe out for a bit, get people away from this. It seemed like the delay definitely kind of killed the hype of the show because this was one of the most hyped shows for that season, I would mm-hmm. say. Oh, a hundred percent. I, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, shout out to the best friend character. Um, he was my favorite because he was just so bananas and just all over the place. Uh, oh, uh, he was really fun, Kenichiru. Yeah. He was really fun. He, his awesome blonde hair. I, I love that they're, I love, I love that that's a thing like, hey, now that the apocalypse is here, I can finally grow my hair out however I want to. Like the uh, Ak- Akira was like, I want to get dreadlocks. And Kenshiro was like, I want to have blonde hair and just look absolutely bananas. That's a fun, that's always, that's like a fun little premise. He, he's, a, he's a trope of a character that always gets naked for no reason and it, it works and it was really funny. Um, yes. But I want to I say something about Shizuka. Uh, she is kind of the main love interest for our MC, mm-hmm. I would say. And I really liked her in the beginning and I think her, her design is really cool. Like She's really cute. And um, her, her stick is kind of that she... Um, she over overly prepares for everything and she she's super um she wants to minimize risk all the time and she she's she's super capable and super badass in the beginning and i feel like they kind of gutted her character towards the end because yeah. towards the end she felt like just random girl that takes along that does everything that the group wants to do it, her her personality kind of dissipated <laughs> towards well, the, she's the become later such half a, of the show. Like an afterthought side character now yeah. while um, Kenichiru I feel like still keeps shining and then the introduction uh, like we get a full introduction of Beatrix and uh, her whole weird white person obsession with Japanese culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um She's German and she just says random German words every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wunderbar. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Um, Should we do some ratings? Sure. I will start. I want to set the bar high because I I really did enjoy this show. Um, I think I I bring it back to the, the original premise, Mike, like you were talking about. Like, dude. Corporate over, like we learned over the last couple of years, fuck, fuck the corporations and not to go off on a diatribe. But I mean, just like, man, I don't want to do that shit. I'm trying to chill. Like I'm trying to have a good time in life, be with my wife, have fun with my friends, pick a few tunes in the mountains or whatever, like enjoy a beer that Gizmo is going to have to pay for me. <laughs> and you would see about that. And the freedom that you get to see in this show is just so different than so many other shows that that we watch. Like, I, th- freedom is such a huge, important aspect of this show, and I I just loved it, and I felt it. You know, the wind's blowing through his hair as he's driving his big old RV. That's <laughs> I love that RV episode. Was really good too. <laughs> When they're picking one out, so I just had fun. I am giving this an eight point five out of ten this season. I'm, I've, I got a lot of good shows this season, so I'm really happy about it. Remember the shark episode? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the because the, it was the zombies, zombie inside the shark. shark, and and the shark itself. Yeah. yeah. No. I want to say I I really had fun with the show. I mean, I, I brought up a lot of negative points, but I overall I think it was very fun. 
and I dev definitely wasn't bored. Um, it's just that really the hook wasn't quite there because they don't really have a goal in mind. They're just running around and doing things on this bucket list. And that's cool. Uh, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, don't feel like I need to see more of this. Um, but you can really feel that the people who made it had fun with the show and they enjoyed the freedom they had maybe from in contrast to their previous jobs. So I'm going to give this a seven out of 10. Nice. Still strong. Okay. Uh, for me personally, um, I really enjoyed the animation. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed, even though it's kind of gory and horrific, I enjoy how they approach that, just the palette and everything like that. Um, I didn't get to finish it, so I'm not going to comment as much about the story. So for now, it's still sitting at about an 8 in my heart. So okay. uh, that's where I am basically at. And Any it last had a thought? really strong first episode. I think the just oh, yeah. judging the first episode yeah. probably the strongest oh, of the season. Probably like yeah. one of the strongest um, episodes we've ever seen. Uh I have to say, uh, like openings, uh, yeah. be that in uh, what do you call it? What's the what's the Oshinoko? Oh, no, oh, okay, yeah, Oshinoko uh, was the other one I would say is like a super strong start. Did you ever watch that King, by the way? I know we're getting tangential here, but no, I didn't, and I think we talked about it, so maybe we could. Oh, wait, no, now I remember which one it was. No, I'm not gonna watch that, I don't care. I'm not doing it. Okay. This is like this is like people are like, King, you should watch Freyrin. No, I'm not going to watch Freyrin. Or you should watch the most popular show of the year. No, or, or Edge uh, Edge Runner. Okay, okay, watch my pick show. Don't get on my nerves. Listen, listen, we're getting there, folks. I know what you're you thinking. Quality shows. You know, it's funny. You are a complex man, and I appreciate that because <laughs> yes, on one hand, you're like. Uh, Complex for is another the, word for stupid like, in this case. <laughs> <Complex>. <laughs> you're like, this edgy show is too edgy for me. I'm going to know. This is the, too much, Mike. I'm leaving it to you. And then on the other hand, you're going to be like, that's too good of a show for me. I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, it's like, I need, it has I, to be like I the am, right level of badness. King is like, bathing in the mid right now. Dude, I like, I live in the mid, baby. And that's why this show exists. We let, make a t-shirt. We live in the mid. That's it, baby. That's the slogan. I love that. Okay. Or maybe slightly okay. below the mid, actually. Yeah. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. In the world of the Transformers, nothing is what it seems. Meet the Constructicon, six evil robots that transform into one mechanical giant. The Transformers, more than the DDI. Constructicons gift set sold separately from Hasbro. What happens when a game becomes real and none of the rules apply? For a young sorcerer named Sukasa, the virtual world of the game has become his reality. Where am I? Inside, Sukasa can fight, make friends, feel pain. Sukasa. The only thing he can't do is log out. Enter the world of God Hack Sign. Premiering Saturday, February 1st at 3. Let me go! Hate the game, not the player. I mean. Only Toonami.
Now, back to our program. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our commercial break there. Remember, Honey Bear is out there for you to... Give tummy rubs to. Tummy rubs to. I was trying to think of something that rhymed with bear. Bear, mare, bear. Anyways, fuck it. We screwed that up. Let's move along. <laughs> uh, we're, we're coming back to King again, and let's talk about giving a disgraced noble lady the uh, crash course in nodding. Okay. First off, in my impressions, I mentioned that I, I think I, I actually... I think I even said on the record I was like really hungover for the impressions episode, so I sounded terrible. Today, I feel great. And I still stand by, though, when I was talking about this show, that um, this is the perfect... If you are hungover after a night of having of debauchery, this is <laughs> of the... Naughtiness. Of naughtiness, if you will. Your own naughtiness, yes. Um, this is the perfect show to put on while... Because like, if you're hungover... You can't watch the new seasonals because you want to like make sure you catch everything. You want to pay attention. You can't watch something with too crazy of animation or lots of stuff going on. You need something comfy and cozy. Something you got your you got. If you're like me, you're on the couch downstairs. You got your jammies on. You're a complete mess, and you got a blanket on you. And this is just ooh ooh. Maybe you have a little cup of coffee to wake up. And this is just the perfect show to ease you in to your hungover day because of all the bad choices and naughtiness you had yesterday. This is the story, of course, uh, of a young lady named Charlotte Evans. She is the outcast of her kingdom. Uh, we don't really. They kind of uh, a little bit talk about it. They she is accused of some crimes of of naughtiness, maybe, and she's kicked out. And she's on the run uh, because they want to also imprison her. She's supposed to marry the prince. The prince doesn't want to marry her, obviously. So he kind of just gets rid of her in a nasty way. Um, this is when our one of our MCs, Alan Crawford. I love all the names in this show, by the way. Alan Crawford, Charlotte Evans, uh, Lou. Like these really simple American <laughs> names. And... Uh, through You know, Alan finds her. He is a powerful sorcerer, kind of... Um, uh, a loner, dark kind of guy. But what we come to find out is he's really just the biggest sweetheart ever. Um, oh. You know, he he comes across Charlotte. He wants to help her. There's an instant attraction, I think, between them because they're just so cute together. And the whole show, you're just hoping that they do get together and hold hands. Uh, this is a very cutesy wootsy show. Another one of my cutesy wootsies of the season. Um, that is this. Uh, when we talked about uh, our dating story, I'm like, yeah, the, the relationship progresses fast. You're, no, no, no. This is the when will they hold hands kind of show. <laughs> is, is it actually a romance? Right, uh, yes. Is it a hint of romance? Okay. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I am okay. happy to say, big spoiler, that by the end of the show, they do, in fact, hold hands. And it is, it I is wonderful. I mean, it just, the payoff is great because they held hands. Um, throughout this show, Alan is trying to bring Charlotte out of her uh, quiet nature shell um, to say, hey, you can enjoy life. I know you were wrongly accused and kicked out. And she's kind of always played second fiddle to her younger sister because it's the classic um, she was born, uh, Charlotte's born into nobility. Her mother dies. The father remarries the new woman. The stepmother is kind of just like, okay, let's put Charlotte into the corner so that my child can actually take over the family, uh, house and everything. So it's, that's a classic tale, but, um, 
you know, throughout this event, like little adventures, Alan, like I said, is trying to bring her out of the shell. And through what he calls knack, acts of naughtiness. Ooh, naughtiness. Ooh. Now, when I read that, I was like, everybody on this show was like, nice. This is going <laughs> to be a dirty. But that is not the case. When he when Alan talks about naughtiness, he means like, ooh, why don't we have two desserts after dinner instead <laughs> of one? Yeah. Or how about we add two scoops of sugar to our coffee instead of one? It's shit like that. Or going instead on a shopping spree. Overtime. Go get a massage. Yeah, it's stuff like that. It's like it's just like I said uh, in the impressions. It's just self care, being good to yourself. Um, throughout the show, they keep getting closer and almost confessing to each other because they're realizing they love each other. Uh, shout out to my favorite character, uh, Gosetsu, who is described as a hell capi- uh, hell capybara. It is a talking capybara yes. who is quite sassy. Um, and very is very protective classy. of Charlotte. That mm. is that. It's just he's he's the comic relief because he's sassy and he's the talking capybara. I mean, do I need what 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 more do you people want? I don't understand what you want. Okay. There's also the uh, the not as chatty, but there's also the pup that comes with them. The whatever the wolf, the spirit wolf. Oh. Yes. Anyway. Yes, Lou, who's also talking, and um, they're just comic relief characters. I don't want to get too much more into this because there's just not a whole lot. It's super easy watching. I recommend it if you're hungover and you just need to relax and just fade into some bliss. This is a very blissful show. I am going to go ahead and give this um, 7.5. Let's do 7.5 naughty massages. Oh, that actually sounds that actually sounds really naughty now that I think about it. Naughty massages out of ten. Yeah, that's, um, that's definitely in the, like that's not Alan's kind of naughty connotation. No, absolutely. Think, yeah. uh, unfortunately, Gizmo, they there is a section where they do go to uh, magic school, and you know how I feel about magic school right now. Yep, I can uh, I can see it. Does she get bullied? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. She gets bullied. Her little sister who's at the magic school gets bullied. Um, Yeah, but that's okay because Alan's there and he's super OP and he loves her more than anything. So it's all good. So the power of love will conquer all. Moving on from one disgraced nobility to a disgraced hero. We're going to talk about Rise of the Shield Heroes Season 3. Uh, based on light novels, it's season three. You know what you're in for. This is slavery. This is stories of bondage <laughs> and um, basically getting into and and I love the people. It's like, well, it's not just about slavery. And I go, well, it's a pretty big part of it. But you know, anyways. So what do we get uh, in season three? Season two was a disaster, and season three seems to have done a lot better. A to production. Uh, way more outstanding. Some really good uh, Saka guy you can see throughout the season, and just overall, like character designs and stuff, stay a lot more consistent. Um, we see all of our favorite characters back and whatnot. Uh, whether it be uh, oh, what's his name, Natsuma? Natsuma. What's ah, uh, Nafumi? Jeepers. Nafumi. What Nafumi? Yeah, yeah, uh, Nafumi. and yeah, along with Rafaelia and uh, Bird Girl. Bilo, thank you, who's now being obsessed over by this shield hero. 
And basically he's trying to, basically all the other heroes at this point have been disgraced or they're being led astray more by, by Bitch. Uh, I can't, what was Bitch's original name? Mine. Multi. Multi? No, was it is it mine? Yeah, no, Multi I think is the purple hair princess, isn't it? Oh, wait. No, hold on. Oh, this is great. This is great. <laughs> no, it's multi. This is great podcasting, by the way. It is multi, 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 multi is a salty one. Uh, anyways, who's trying to steer all these uh, other boys into hating the shield hero? Not that they needed much effort, anyways. But uh, she seems to just be jumping from one to the other, taking advantage of them, and then hitting the road with her cronies. I don't really get quite what her motivation is at this point, other than maybe just to try to sucker them. But I feel like she's burning her bridges too quick. But I don't know. Maybe something's going to come of it. Uh, as they prepare for the Phoenix, because they took care of the turtle in the first one. Funny thing is, now we go a whole season and we still don't see the Phoenix, but that's okay. Like, honestly, we're fine. We're fine about it. This was good enough. Um, we have yet more... Uh, we have more occasions of, once again, Nafumi not trying to overcome the slavery of that world, but instead just operating in it by buying a bunch of slaves from this town to bring back to his village. And I'm sure they're free and stuff, but it's still kind of, I don't know. It's weird. But it's, uh, uh, aspects otherwise, I actually really enjoy the show. It still continues to be a bit of a guilty pleasure. Um, yeah. I don't know. King, any thoughts? Um... I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh, I am finding myself struggling to want to continue this show next season. I think part Fair. of the problem is that uh, that second season, oof, man, was that rough. And I just don't think this is a very good strong season. Essentially, what's really going on? The, you know what this is? This season is a prepping season for next season yeah. because what they're doing is. They're building out Naofumi's village. Uh, they're they're freeing um, um, what I would describe as anamorph slave children, which is you know what good for him for freeing the slaves. You know what I mean? Shout yeah. out Moses. I mean, but also just, we uh, noticed too that this season there it's basically a getting the band back together season, right? Yeah. It's just we need to get all the heroes back. We're gonna spend a couple episodes. Uh, my favorite one that came back was was actually the sword hero. And they've even hinted at a little bit of romance for him with Eclair, the yeah. if she's a princess or what the hell she is. She's Honestly, a, uh, all these, as an all overseer. These, her name is Eclair. All, <laughs> yeah. All these boys, all these boys need a little, uh, she is sweet. All these boys need a little something to kind of distract them from um, multi, melty, whatever her name is. From I just looked it up. Her... her name was mine, but but also Malty. I don't. Did she introduce herself as mine? Maybe in the first arc or something. I am. Uh, I can't even remember that far back to be yeah, honest. But I, yeah, honestly, I have to go back. I haven't watched the first season again. I've I've only just kind of watched them as they come out. Um, but yeah, but yeah. like it, it, you're right. It does, but I feel like it's better than season two, where they tried to like. Do a quick yes. build and then straight into turtle, and it just felt the only weak. The weakest part of this was the whole dragon thing. 
just because the animation kind of went to the shit. And like, oh the, yeah, um, Gizmo, they got a dragon buddy now, just randomly yeah, that they, they have... birthed. Cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it absorbed. Cool. At one point, it absorbed Philo and went crazy and became the Emperor Dragon. And I don't know. It it mm. was kind of dumb. That was the weakest part of this 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 show, uh, this season. I felt like, but otherwise, actually, I enjoyed it because it it was a little slice of lifey, which I'm okay with. I'm all right. Yeah, there's a lot of um, all of these here. Oh my, you know, talk about PTSD on this show because all of these heroes now are completely scalded and broken men. Not yeah. scalded, scarred. Eh, I can't talk today at all. This is this is you know this <laughs> okay. is the lure. This is the lure thing all over again. Lure, lure, uh, lure, and um, like the shield or the sword hero, right? Like he comes back. He's super broken and goes into quiet mode, and then. Uh, Eclair kind of brings him out. They start practicing sword, uh, like their swordsmanship. And now he's like part of the team. He's loving life. At the very end, they had to bring back the uh, bow Archer. arrow. Yeah, the bow hero. Ar- yeah, bow, bow hero. Bow Thank hero. you. Bow hero. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, he and he's like completely broken to the point where he's in the gang now, but he's just like completely silent. I think he's. And he's it, he's, what, he's like a combat what's veteran. What's girl's name again? Is it Russian? No, Rashi? No. Oh, where is she on the list? This where is, is this? Guy? Oh, oh uh, Rashia, Rashia, Rashia. She she puts for how terrible he treated her. There's no excuse for the amount of effort she puts into him. Like you know what I mean? Like honestly, she loves him, dude. She she absolutely adores and, and loves him. And she she is absolutely there for him a hundred percent. Even though she like like and it's it's fine. Like honestly, Nafumi has Retalia. Retalia has Nafumi. Like that's really their their core pair. You know what I mean? Like she did. He doesn't need a harem or anything like that. Even though she kind of made herself a slave to the uh, Nafumi to make herself stronger. I'm talking about uh, Russia. Um, yes. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, I Is that again. how they justify the slavery now? Because I, I was thinking, like at this point, he has to be like an established hero. Yeah, Why does he it, need it, slaves? And, and now it's like, it, oh, if you get a slave, then they become stronger. He's a, he's the only hero that uses it. But originally, the whole justification was is because he couldn't get anyone to work with him because the shield hero was so hated. I, I, right? I know, I know. I, I watched the first but, season. But, but so, like, and so, but, but now there's no point, real justification. But he's he's kind of invested in the system, so he just kind of keeps making use of it. Like, it, like, <laughs> well, it's also, like he got it also, Apple, uh, so you're gonna keep buying Apple. I don't know. Like, yeah, well, it's also he, this he, thing. I think they hint at it in the they talk about it in the season. Like, it's also if you're his slave, you cannot betray him, and he's like. Bitch, I don't trust anybody in this world anymore. Like, I think now for me is also needs to go through a, a healing experience because Therapy. he is. Yeah. yeah, he's super jaded. I mean, he's technically the most mentally healthy right now because he's like, guys, we got to get ready for this fucking Phoenix. The bow heroes like I'm not in touch with reality anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it's we're, we're going to we got a lot of healing. We need some therapy. Uh, Mike. Before we give our ratings, I'm I'm looking at the character list and I'm arbitrarily going to pick um I like Full, who is the white tiger boy. He's cool. He's fun. He's best boy of the season. So good for you, Full. 
real quick around the horn if you had to be one of the heroes what what uh weapon would you be i'll go first i would be bow hero i am bow hero mike uh somewhere there is a war hammer a not not the game Warhammer, but a war like a hammer. Yes, and, yes. Because there's there's multiple ones from different parts of the world, and that is my calling. I like hitting things with big heavy things. So Very let's good. Go. I don't Gizmo. even know. Are there more than four heroes? Yeah, uh, it's different parallel universes. You can have a bunch of. Ooh. There's like they, they, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, really yeah, need yeah. one. Who, is, is there who, one where I have like uh, twin daggers? <laughs> yes. So Gizmo, absolutely. Wait, wait, that's wait, 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 wait. Hold no, on, no, a minute. no, hold no. On you a can minute. take that. No, no, no. Hold on a minute. I just want to for okay. people at home. Let's see, because he's on camera for me. So he held up both hands and started stabbing at everyone. I like the idea of because it's usually one. It's like sword, land, shield, uh, this thing. He's like he got two words and he goes dueling knives. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. He's cutting a steak. Um yeah. anyway. Or, or otherwise I would I would take a staff and be a wizard. You know? Yeah, yeah. wizard uh, bow staff. Yeah, bow staff cool. would be remember, one. Remember there was the, the, the chibi girl uh she was like fishing season. hero yeah, or something? She, like I think it was more the, like the utility. Pole hero. No, <laughs> it was like it was a utility, so she could turn it like into a hammer saw, a thing like right, it was right, meant right, to be right. oh, like not a hero. Yeah, essentially. Um it was like a utility, basically, right? Uh, anyways, it's weird. I don't know. I, I I listen, I have a female friend who's a fan of the show. Um shout out to Ted Dog Rach. She was on one of the episodes. She she is absolutely a guilty pleasure of hers, and actually, even the slavery stuff, she doesn't she doesn't mind too much. Like she it's sees Raspelia as her yeah. commitment to uh, Nafumi, and she goes, "It's really just a story about the fact that these people are into bondage. Like that's the whole <laughs> thing. Like that's that's like that's like the author has a thing for bondage, and he's putting it into a story, right? Like that's." And I go, oh, okay, all right. Fair I'm, enough. Ooh, I'm so. always kind of looking for reasons to get back into Shield Hero, but somehow the more I hear about season two and three, I'm, the more uh, I'm no, like, No, you hate it. I don't, don't, no, don't get... I'm, I don't need I, to. I, I don't know if I'm going to watch season four, but, um, ooh, Mike, I, I just want to end on two. Um, now Fumi is progressing a little bit, though, with his relationship with Raftalia at the very, yes. very end. Um, yes. Somebody's like, somebody, I forget who, is, is, but basically says like, Dude, are you ever gonna make a move? Like, what's the fucking deal here? You know, that character was probably me. I was probably, I insert myself into yes, that character. You inserted yourself, and you said it during the show, and it actually came into my version of the show. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Get him, King!" But we but 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 then now Femi's like, "No, I raised her. Like, she's like a daughter." But then he gives her no. the second side eye of like. Hmm. What's going on? Hmm. What's going on over there? Happened in anime. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I think I think that is the first step of him being like, oh, that that's actually a grown ass woman. This I, is definitely... I think that, that was the strongest part of the series when it was just now Fumi and Raftalia, and he was an angsty boy that got like fucked over by everyone and was yeah bent like, on revenge. It... That was cool. That was when the <laughs> show was fun. It, it's sad to say because season two it kind of lacked that sort of antagonistic as to you towards Nafumi. Nafumi seemed like he was trying to do no wrong kind of thing. But season three brought it back because all of a sudden you got bitch, multi, whatever. 
running around the background, turning the other heroes against him still, like being that sort of... Mm. Uh, like How does anyone still yeah. trust what she says? <laughs> I don't. She's got because they're stupid. They're dumb boys. They're just dumb boys. Yeah, boys and she has tits. Like she's basically coming and going. No, no, I'm the only one that loves you. Don't listen to him. Like, yeah, they're I'm a bunch sorry. of idiots. My apologies, but it, like he's just it, they're faking with their dicks, right? So anyway, um, that's about it. I w- I would give us like a seven. This is to me like if last season was like a five point five for me, this was like a seven. This is strong. Not as strong as the first season still. Like we still haven't got yeah. back there. I, Man, I we, also are, we are far away read. from the first season. Yeah, I I super want to read the light novels to the show. I got I should do that at some point, but I'm just getting to the end of Ari Ferretta, so I'll probably wrap that up first. Nice. Uh, nice. Anyways, let's let's mosey on from one pig of a shield hero to another pig man turned into a pig that's that was pretty I, bad anyways that's a good segue, uh, what a segue. I, say, I, I love that segue okay so uh talk to me king about uh buta reba buta reba the story of a man turned into a pig so every season we cover shows right you know shows here but not every season do we cover true art? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Dancing Piggy. Insert the Dancing Piggy music. <laughs> I, I'll try to see and find what music are they using. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Just See if I can't clip it in, but anyways, yeah, carry on. Sorry. Okay. okay, I don't even. Where do I start with Butareba, the story of a man turned into a pig? I mean, it is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, an otaku awakens in a pig body, um, in a stable where a sweet girl named Jess comes and starts to take care of him. They quickly realize that they can communicate through telepathy, uh, due to Jess's nature as. Um. Oh, yeah, what are they called? Mike, what the hell is the name of the race that the gal is in this oh show? Oh my gosh! Whatever. We do not prepare for this show. Obviously, listeners, <laughs> this is just bad podcasting. Anyways, the point is this: um, Jess is part of this. So here's what I want to say about this show before I talk more about it. This show I thought was going to be dumb, stupid trash about a gross pig and a gal. Um, getting closer and I thought the implication was going to be that like you know naughty stuff would happen with the gal and the pig <laughs> what what actually I mean, we, we happened... came from Inukai sound stock so it's <laughs> yes yes it's exactly what actually happens is that this pig needs to take down the uh, system of, of slavery which we just learned about uh, and he needs to represent an oppressed group and help bring this oppressed group into the forefront of humanity, uh, share their story, learn about them, and teach others that uh, everyone deserves to be treated with respect and love and kindness. And that's not what I thought I was getting from this fucking show when I saw episode one. 
Okay, I thought this was going to be a, 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 a crazy romp of silliness, but it, the, the show actually gets very serious. I want to give a special shout out to friend of the show, uh, Turtle. Um, you can go check him out on Twitch at Turtle Marlowe. So go check him out when he's streaming. He's always hanging out in the Discord. And he was somebody that we would watch this show week to week. Pretty, uh, He may have been a latecomer, but we he, I know he's part of the, the Dancing Piggy gang. And um, we were both shocked. We're like, holy shit, this is not a joke show. This is a very serious, no. uh, yeah, very serious tone. Um, very there's dark a lot of way. like there's a lot like of the, darkness. There's a lot of a morbid. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so much. So as so really what's going on is um, Buta, the pig and Jess are need to uh, take Jess to the capital of their, of the entire kingdom. They live on the outskirts in one of the towns. The reason is Jess has turned a, I think it's like 16 or 17. And at that age, um, whatever her race is of, of gals that have this magical ability to, with telepathy, they have to go and make a journey back to the capital for some unknown reason. There's no knowledge about what's at the capital. Um, besides that the king and the mages live there in this magical world, but it's very kept secret. Um, and on this journey, it's, it's a regular, it's it regularly happens where, uh, these girls as they, it's only women too. We find out there's no boys of this special class of citizen. And, <clears throat> uh, it's very regular for them to be accosted by, you know, slave hunters basically. And, they what they want to kill them for, to sell their uh, you know belongings with whatever they have on them as well as their these collars that they wear on their necks uh, they're Actually, very valuable pieces of them like uh, pieces of them, of them. Remember, remember the one girl that they oh. save but they find out she's missing already a bunch of her stuff like it's, yeah oh, like, so like it's dark it's creepy there's torture yeah, involved it's very um, morbid. They'll these hunters will use uh Yesmith. Isn't is that the name Yesmith? Does that sound right, Mike? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So the, we're gonna call them that from now on. The Yesmith are are uh you know being hunted down, being killed. <clears throat> and you know, as the journey continues, throughout all of this, we're getting like little funny cute things with the pig being like, Ooh, I'm such a dirty little piggy boy. Use that as use this as the clip for the intro of the show, by the way. Take that. Thank you, Mike. And, um, you know, it's, so it's interwoven with these little cute things for a little bit of laughter, but this darkness, sinister world is going on the whole time. Now I have bad news for the listeners as of today, uh, when we're recording this episode 12 of this show actually has not come out yet. It has been delayed due to production issues. Me and turtle are begging for the final episode. Um, it's got a score right now of 55 on analyst, which I think is a little low in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, uh, I like some of the other things considering the fact that it's like, I would think this would be around the 60 mark, but I think a lot of people just don't like the themes of it. Like, uh, I think it just turns a lot of people off. Absolutely. Also, it looks horrendous. Um, I think there's one part, oh, guys. Yeah. Where so was that they, that one episode where it got yeah. delayed for, for, before the first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and guy's just Gizmo, like the guy moving across the screen. It's like, yeah, it looks like it's it's just like a pa- almost like a paper cutout of a character, and instead of animating yeah. them walking, they just drag the entire body across. Like, yeah, like just like a little paper cutout or something. So it looks really bad at times. But I was just fascinated with the story. It's just it. We got so much more than I thought we were going to. 
I thought it was just going to be a laugh riot silly show, but it got, there's something interesting about this world. I want to know more at the very end of the show. They make it to the Capitol. They get into the castle through this magic way and they meet the quote unquote rulers of the world. And I'm not going to spoil what happens. next. And also I don't know because the last episode's not out. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll head into ratings here, but I'll just quickly say I would like more of this show. I want to know why the fuck, the, you know, the world is dig deeper into why the world is the way it is. Um, I am going to give this. This is dramatic. I will say uh, 55 on Annie list. I'm giving it an eight out of 10. Fuck all the haters. Wow. I'm sick of people <laughs> hating on my trash mid shitty shows. OK, we're giving this an eight out of 10. Mike, what about I'm gonna you? I'm going to give it a Seven out of five. Oh, seven wow. out of five. That's really high. Seven, a seven out of five. What does that mean? Seven, sorry, seven point five. Oh, stretching there. Oh, nice big stretch. Uh, maybe King. So it's based on a light novel, but it's also been adapted into a manga. So maybe. You know, just saying. Ooh, just we saying. Should, maybe we could read ahead. Uh, Mike, let's do this. When the final episode comes out, let's do a five-minute intro segment on an episode about our thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we could talk about how we think it finishes off. Do you oh, feel like the first couple of episodes or the premise of the show itself is maybe a bit of false advertising? Because I, yes. I watched like two episodes of the show and I did not get any dark vibes at all. I feel like super 100%. silly, uh, lighthearted show. Are you of a really serious? Like right off, like right away, like I feel like they come in because just the way she's talking and stuff like that hmm. about her situation and the well, fact do- that like. Anyways, I don't. I, I, think I didn't gets, get any dark ones. Mike, I think it gets really dark when they introduce uh, Brace, who is um, the other gal that walks with them to uh, the tower. It's like another Yesmith, and her backstory is super tragic, and what they do to her is super fucked up. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. it gets really, really, really dark when they meet up but with her. But I, I, I think it's. When do they see the collar that's hang? Oh, I guess that isn't that isn't until later. It's not until after they've left. But yeah, just the exactly. way she's treated in a town and stuff like that, like you kind of like, and the way like the pig is kind of like, well, why don't you just ask them? It's like, well, it's not that easy. Like it doesn't. Well, so that's the problem. We want like, Gizmo is now anyway. desensitized to slavery. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the... yeah, I'm saying this because I I feel like maybe people have had the wrong impression of this show, and that's why I sure the did. ratings are so low. I I I wonder. I wonder. Actually, I was thinking that when I was looking at the ratings, I was wondering how many represented people who actually read watched it all the way through, or who just dropped it, like going, "Ah, oh, it's yeah. another story about you know, she, it's going to be a pig that owns a slave, and they're going to fuck, and it grows." This is gross. You know, it's it's not that. It's not that at all. So I mean, is is the guy is the pig dirty? Like his mind dirty? Yes, absolutely. But because everything's broadcasted, she hears it all. He has to kind of uh, this the, it becomes a thing of like he has to kind of control his thoughts, I guess you have to say. So it's it keeps him more in check than maybe he would have been as a human. Weirdly enough. So Go. All right. And now that we finished talking about pigs, let's talk about what I would consider some pork filling of the season. Mike, this isn't as easy as you make it seem. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't, I can't explain it, buddy. Folks, we're talking about Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse. Mike, put one minute on the clock, please. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, let's go. Okay, first off, this show is continuing. It's uh, a two-core. Um, obviously, you guys, I've, I don't know what I have to do. Okay, I don't know what you want me to do, listeners, to convince you to watch Seven Deadly Sins. Yes, is a lot of it trash. I've already admitted that. Yes, were the after movies terrible? Yes, they were off. I watched them on a plane. I was embarrassed to watch them in public. But for Knights of the Apocalypse, we're back, baby. We're back to season one goodness of Seven Deadly Sins. We've got a hero. He's making. He's he's creating his own band so that he can take down some guy that killed his. Oh, he got to. He's got to kill his own dad who took down his grandpa. I mean, what more do you people want? This is drama. This is drama right here, and the animation looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I feel like at this point, I'm begging people to watch this show. And here's another thing that sucks: it's on Netflix, but it's also been gated by Netflix only for Asia. But you just have to sail the high seas. Uh, how many seconds do we got left? <laughs> <laughs> no seconds left. There we go. So go watch the show. I recommend it. I'm not going to score it till next time. Uh, I'm loving it. It's a week to week for me. Once again, Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse. It's cute and it's fun. What was the one? Vexations of a stuck in stuck in shut in uh, shut in. Let me try this. Let me try Vexations of a of a shut in princess. Just wrapped this up just recently. I don't really have a lot to say. I feel like production wise, it kind of went downhill and it just kind oh, of. Oh, that's a shame. That show looked kind of good. Better yeah, than average. Like first, the first, the first couple of like, it was fairly strong and it just kind of, mm, it gets very mm. plain Jane by the end. It's annoying because the main character, she basically is useless unless she uses her ultimate power, which requires her to have consume blood which she's basically been brainwashed by her parents not to, because when she uses her power, she destroys everything, right? Like, it's like the ultimate power. And so it's kind of a weird uh, situation of the fact that that's why she's kind of a stuck-in princess, because stuck-in, <laughs> shut-in princesses, <laughs> because of the fact that they basically, like, she's like, I'd rather just have tomato soup, please, you know? And like, and then she's, but she's always getting constantly involved in big battles and wars and stuff, and she's useless. Until suddenly someone accidentally blood flies in her mouth or someone feeds her some blood or whatever the case is. It's just ah, like it didn't really do much. I'm just going to talk really quick about 16, uh, 16 bit sensation. Another layer. Uh, the show that came out is based on the manga by uh, uh, Tamaki uh, Wakawi. No, Wakawi. <laughs> Wakaki, Wakaki, Wakaki. It's a story about a girl who works modern day and game development. She got into game development from a passion of visual novels, uh, which often she refers to a specific type called Bashojo. Uh, um, really, which a lot of times we refer to as a rogue, which is like erotic visual novels, right? Um, simply because that was the way the medium was often done. Uh, kind of like how Fate started out. It's just a case of the fact that, like, if you're doing a visual novel and you're unknown, you make it on Rogue because you got a better chance of getting catching people just checking it out, right? Um, and then Fate kind of walked away from that kind of stuff. 
So, but she actually likes it for that aspect. She likes the beautiful characters. She wanted to draw all these kind of beautiful characters and stuff like that. And she ends up in design and ends up working on a mobile game, uh, which I think is called like Milf Hunters, something like that. Hey, and she's yo, literally I'm, just I'm doing pretty sure I re- I've rented that before. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, and she's like, uh, she's like stuck doing like backgrounds and like item design and the like, you know, on tables and stuff. And she hates it, right? Well, fast forward, she goes to, she finds this little shop that's selling old used visual novel games. And they're way too cheap. They're like 300 yen, 400 yen. And she goes in to say, and she takes the pile, and she goes, these are worth way more than this. You should be selling them for more than that. And the old lady basically says, oh, you really like these games. Why do you like these games? She kind of explains the fact that, like, she, what the shoujo and what these, like, beautiful designs kind of mean to her. And she basically, the old woman just gives her the game. And what she doesn't realize is that these games have a magical property, which that the moment she opens one of them up, it takes her back to the time that they're being made. And so this is kind of a love letter to the sort of Japanese visual novel designs, mainly of the 90s. The PC-98 is the the thing that kind of comes out, which was the big PC in Japan at the time. Um, And then goes into, like, as they're starting to enter window machines and stuff like that. So you get a very sort of 16-bit computer-style design to a lot of the aesthetics in the show, and it's really neat. And this is a niche part of Japan that's a fascination for me because it was something I caught just glimpses of it in magazine stuff when I was young. And it's so this show like scratched a real nostalgia niche for me that I absolutely love. Um, my problem was is that so she goes back, she. And she kind of gets herself into one of these, uh, they call it Alcohol Soft, which is one of the companies that was kind of small-scale companies that were producing these visual novels back then. And by the time she's finished the project, she gets kind of jettisoned back to the present, right? And so she keeps going back to these different eras and keeps meeting up the same crew. And they keep going like, where did you go? You disappeared for like four years. Because she starts off in the early 90s and eventually makes her way back to the late 90s, Right. And always coming back to 2023. But what happens was, is by the third time she does it, she says, listen, I want to make this really great game. And she kind of pushes to, rather than being support, she pushes to the forefront and creating it. And she creates something so masterful that it changes time. And so that when she returns back to the present, she's kind of fucked up the whole like timeline. And all the people she knew and all the way things had changed. And what happened was Akihabara, her kind of home away from home that she loves dearly because of the sort of otakuness of it has been gentrified. And it's just basically like, it's like Shibuya. It's very sort of, uh, you know, very classy and very sort of uh, well off. Right. And so she gets stuck in a situation. Yeah. Where she's like, Oh no, but she thankfully finds the one boy uh, who does a lot of the sort of programming background that kind of has become wealthy himself. And he basically says, listen, I'll help you out. And so they go into it. They do, but it, it kind of gets crazy in the end. It jumps a shark because there's a point where that boy, I was maybe his name's Mamaru, much like the tuxedo mask. Um, and he goes back in time and he meets up with some aliens masquerading as humans who want to understand what? human uh, imagination, and so they're studying how these visual novels are made, and 
he returns and and when she is in the future she finds out one of the people who befriended made it a big game company and now they make games with ai but they discovered the ai games are really boring so now they put humans machines to help create the to put that imagination to make those games feel more like living and stuff like that and it's just like this weird madness of a future and so it has a lot of like things to say about ai and stuff like that um that sounds really weird. Where, where's this coming it, from? Like the alien parts? Like, yeah, I didn't it, see that. It's crazy in the back half of the it too crazy. Like I don't know if they're just trying to jam a lot into it. Uh anyways, she doesn't even entirely fix her timeline. Like she basically goes, she goes, Okay, it's all because of this. So it's because I made this game that was bringing twenty twenty three sensibilities back to two thousand. And it was too much. So mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll bring another game, from 2023, back to 2000. That's also so that we have two games, and so it's not so crazy. It doesn't create the singularity anymore. So she does that, and she still comes back, and it's kind of a little messed up, but it's Akihabara at least is back to being this weird sort of like, hey, look at all this nerdy stuff. Like, you got anime on billboards. It's great. Like, big anime girls, titties out, everything. You know, it's great. Uh, it's funny though, the dude I mentioned out of the comic, because the dude that ran her company that was making MILF Hunters instead runs a MILF cafe in this alternative <laughs> timeline. Anyways, he's like, man, I should have gotten to the game. He has a creation. type, I guess. <laughs> he's got a type. Anyways, uh, it has some, if you like visual novels at all, or you like just like Japanese game aesthetics from the 1990s, like this is the show uh, for you. It, but it gets really weird. That's the only thing I'll say about it. I gave it a 68. The other one I wanted to mention was Berserk of Gluttony. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember anything about it. What even happened in that show? Who knows? I think we met uh, some uh, some of the other Deadly Sin. Uh, so Lust? King Miss, King Miss Lust. Yes, we met Lust. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and she's was, a hot lady, I assume. Yeah, and it just... Uh, like other than the fact that basically at some point he's going to go crazy like the berserk uh the gluttony is going to overtake him at some point like it's like he, it's a power he, he can't, can't handle yeah mm. he just it keeps getting more and more did you have anything you wanted to say on berserk or gluttony ed not really it's 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 there it's like a goody two-shoes boy trying to do the right thing with an overwhelming power inside him that causes him to Murder at beasts. Yeah. Murder beasts. That's it. This is Watch King. This is how you do it, okay? <laughs> so, so, I'm personally a gluttony of food, but you know what I wish I was? A gluttony of girlfriends. Let's talk about girlfriend, girlfriend Season 2. King, talk to us about all these girlfriends. Man, you are good at that. I gotta work on my bullshit. Um, oh boy. <laughs> I, can, I can see... Uh, Gizmo's face right now just mad just mad because once again we're back to girlfriend's favorite topic Um, so the big takeaway from girlfriend girlfriend season 2 is that my girl that I picked from our Smackdown and our review of girlfriend girlfriend season 1 Shino is once again 
number one best girl. Okay, remember she is the silver hair rich one. She has uh, she comes from money, which you guys know is my favorite quality in a person. Everybody knows that. And wow. this season is basically like all of Shino trying to get closer uh, to our MC because she has had a crush on him uh, their entire time. And we kind of see, you know, how, all the different ways she goes about that, trying to get alone time, um, uh, trying to to just honestly talk with Saki Saki, her best friend. Um, throughout the season, it's kind of cute because Rika, the blonde hair crazy one, and Shino kind of team up because Rika is in a similar position of she wants to be in the group. She uh, Rika at this point is kind of in a dating uh test period uh with Naoya the MC like he's like all right you got six months if you can make me fall in love with you you can come into the group because she's still he's, still in the backyard camping uh, uh sometimes she, yeah sometimes but uh um, I bet, one I of the she's in the house now she might be she might be allowed <laughs> in the house good good lord and what and I think what he does is one of the things is he like takes a turn spending the night with each of them because they only have so many bedrooms and what? there's like a no touching policy uh, going on. And of course, what do all the girls do? You know, like they try to seduce them and shit and try to cross the line with everything. Um, so it's this was a very silly season for, for a lot of it. Um, I think one of my big complaints is they spend so much time on the Shino arc of just trying to get get Shino developed with Naoya that it just kills all momentum. Like it's, it's just come on. It's just at a certain point you're like, all right, come on. Like, let's get to the next thing. Like I'm, she's obviously going to get into the group. She's most likely the next one. Cause she's sweet and nice. And all the other gals like her. Um, Rika is in a weird position. Cause she's still being very abrasive. Uh, she drugs everybody again this season and <laughs> <That's right. laughs> that, like, knocks them out and, and kidnaps <laughs> and kidnaps the main character and ties them up. Right. Yes. So. Um, so that Rika is definitely always a highlight for me because she's just so bombastic and ridiculous. Um, but yeah, my, my, my big takeaway is Gizmo would, would have hated this season. He, this is like absolute garbage to him. You're, you're, you're nodding your head. Like you're like, yes, I know. I don't even need you <laughs> yeah, to tell me that. Why I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for this season, let me pull it up. Uh, I definitely, in, I actually enjoyed this I'm going to rate this a little bit lower than the first season, just because I think the Shino arc really dragged on and really killed it for me. Um, so I'm going to give this a 6.5 out of 10. That's 6.5 um, beach episodes. Cause this had a beach episode. Um, oh my God. Every show had a beat. We're, we're, you know what, for our plummy awards that we're going to do, we're going to do a 2023 best beach episode. Cause we got a lot of those this season. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much it Good for idea. me, man. Um, girlfriend, girlfriend. I'll probably watch next season because you know I'm <laughs> I have brain rot. Hey, but here's last fun thing I want to say on Annie List right now. Girlfriend, girlfriend season two has a sixty nine percent. Shout out Ed. Nice. Ed, Ed and me are still on the Rika train. Choo choo, chugging along. Uh, we love our bombastic booby uh, YouTuber star. Uh, keep fighting the good fight, girl. Anyways, so that's that's a girlfriend girlfriend season two. Uh, we're gonna go now a little bit uh, from high definition girlfriends to low definition. Did uh, you watch that novels. season, Mike? 
what's that girlfriend girlfriend season two yeah yeah i did and what did you rate it <laughs> oh do i have to rate it i don't no, know if, I mean, <laughs> if you want to <laughs> 69 100 percent. 69 is the right rating for that show i don't know what did you rate it king what did I, okay? Wait, did I give it a seven? Because if not, I want to give it a. Uh, oh no, I gave it's it a six point five. I think you know what you know what. I bump think, it to sixty nine. Let's go. I think I saw the rating at sixty nine. I'm like, that's perfect. That's this perfect rating for the show. Just keep it at sixty nine. Though so I think I I think I I just rated. I'm helping the opinion score. is always right. Yep, a hundred percent. Anyways, so there's so there so let's go from high definition girlfriends to low definition girlfriends in sixteen bit sensation. So you might have noticed some shows are missing. We may have talked a bit about them, but we're going to push off for the most part. Like Undead Unlock, Brian, we're pushing off. Seven Deadly Sins, King had a few comments that he made about it, but otherwise he'll be talking about it again. I don't know how he keeps talking about it, but here we are. Apothecary Diaries, Changarilla Frontier, and Rangra Rangna Crimson is also. We've got another, all the reason we're putting those off because they have any other comments we want to make about this that we've gotten so far brown chicken brown cow brown chicken brown cow what a mess of an episode i got a lot of yeah. to fix that especially the way i did some of those last ones that, those yeah, the cg dull. was wild the cg was crazy um what any comments on favorite show of the season yeah, it's it's hard to choose, right? Because we, the best shows of the season are continuing well, into the next season. Yeah, like so. Of the ones that did finish, for me, uh, it's a hundred girlfriends easily. If we don't continue the continuing ones, uh, by far and away, as you've heard by our lively debate earlier. <laughs> <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Not just say no more, say no more. King, what's your favorite show of the season, would you say? Without a doubt, my anime of the season is 100 Girlfriends. Come on, guys. It's a number. It's a numbers game. <laughs> it is. There was there's going to be 100 of them. This podcast is built on girlfriends, 100. obviously. Once again, guys, I got to come back to. I just laughed my ass off. I had so much fun. This is not a serious show. I am not a serious person. If I was a serious person, I'd actually probably say Pluto was the best anime that came out this season. I think it was very beautiful, super serious. I liked it way more than I liked the manga. Job well done to those cats. But once again, I'm an insane person that needs professional help. And if you want to provide me with that help, come on to the Discord. And how do you get to that Discord? One more time. That's links.animesummit.net. So, Mike, that's me, man. A hundred girlfriends. This was a blast. Um, I, I can't wait for season two of this show. Ed, do you have a, a favorite show of the season? Uh, probably hundred girlfriends. That one's just fun to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. probably that one. Everything for me, else but- is okay. Oh, sorry, guys. By process of elimination, I would have to choose Kingdoms of Ruin, <laughs> uh, unless we count the returning shows. Because I, I only had three shows uh, finish the season. Uh, unless we count Zom One Hundred or JJK, then I would have to say JJK probably. Even yeah, though I was. I really enjoyed JJK. Yeah, 
What are we even doing anymore? What are we? What are we even do? Like, is this a podcast? Are we? Are we recording? I, I don't know. Are we, are we just talking? <laughs> is this are a we podcast? Just, is, I don't even. Do we watch anime? Have we become the 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 the, the Have we become the anime bros of our podcast? This Anyways, this is just yeah. a group of guys being dudes. <laughs> That's all oh, sorry, it is. Not, my apologies, the anime bros. I meant to say anime Joe. What's his name? Joey. Joey. Anyways. All right, whatever. Joey. <laughs> Joey, the anime man. Who's Joey? The anime man. That's uh, the guy. The, the anime guy that doesn't watch anime anymore. I see. Anyways, uh, I feel like that's like, most well, anime YouTubers these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to what is it? The Trash Taste Podcast. Uh, not Trash Taste. What's the one that basically announced that they're dropping off YouTube? Uh, the Polygraf? No. Oh, the Canapa effect. Yeah, Canapa effect. Basically, announced his retirement. So, never. Anyways, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know any tubers very well outside of uh, the Gok, the, the what's his name, the big one. Anyways, wait, 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 the... wait, wait, you forgot about our guy Kai. Oh, <laughs> of course, Godisalolly.com. Godisalolly.com. We gotta give him his regular episode shout out. We almost went the whole episode without it. Oh, I meant to mention it on YouTube. In 16-bit sensation is Kai. I need you because he's finding a lot of you know those all those Japanese especially like porno like hentai shops. Thank you, Kai, for posting those pictures. Um, <laughs> but what I need you to do is when you find all those used visual novels uh, from the from the 1990s, that's when I need you to at me, and we'll be we'll have to do some willing dealing. So shout out to Kai. He's in Kyoto right now. Uh, I believe he's going to be kind of doing travelogue. Uh, I need you to content. buy these games and go back in time and save yes. our timeline, Kai. And then, yeah. And then look at pixelated boobs. Save the anime industry from it, uh, mediocrity. It's pixelated because it's drawn with pixels, not because they censored it. Anyways. Gentlemen, it's been a slice, but you know what time it is? It's time for Manga Club. Come on out to our Manga Club Sunday nights, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 8 Central. <laughs> nope. Just, just wrong join wrong the way, other way, other way. <laughs> oh, 6, six Central up. and 4 p- What is it? 4 p.m.? Yeah. PST, PST yep. Mountain time, who fucking cares? Really, who lives in the mountain time? It's probably going to be 4 p.m. in some time zone. Who knows? It'll happen eventually at a time near you. (laughs) Thank you for listening, our fellow, our 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 few viewer or listeners. Oh my gosh! Goodbye. Bye. Later.